is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. What are you talking about? No, it's not him. There's only one more. There is only one more. There is, that's, that's it. One more. Get around. No. They saw your team put up zero effort. Wake up. Remember in the old days, they used to have oxygen for them. Where's the oxygen? They play like absolute just garbage. <laughs> this, this is the Sports Loud Mouth. Can you keep it down? I'm trying to introduce here. With Errol Marks, Speedy Petey, and Josh Silverberg. You're not even a has-been. You're a never was. You're a never was. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is the Sports Loudmouths. I'm your host, Daryl Marks, my co-hosts, Speedy Petey, and Joshua Little J. Silverberg. Remember, you can listen to our show and call our show at 631-965-4990. You can also go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Download our app by going to iOS, WWSRN, or Android, Worldwide Sports Radio Network. What is going on, boys? How about you, Speedy? What did you do this weekend? Obviously, over the 4th of July weekend, you were hanging out with my family. Yep. It was my family actually came here. So it was the first time in, since my birthday last year, July 26th last year, that it was all four brothers, all four cousins together. We, had a, we celebrated both 4th of July, and we also celebrated the two gradua- uh, three graduations, my two brothers and my, my cousin Alexander, who all graduated once. So we kind of celebrated, kind of all dual celebration. Uh, one brother wasn't feeling well, so it was a little bit of a letdown for him, but beyond that, it was great to see everyone together. How about you, Josh? What did you do? Ah, let me guess. You went to a friend's house. Did so. Went to an awesome pool party. Had some ribs, had some burgers, chicken, steaks, you name it, we had. I got to watch the the baseball games outside on his TV while in the pool. It was awesome. Just had a great time. It was fireworks galore in Levittown. That's for sure. It felt like a war zone at times, but it was, it was a lot of fun. That's, that's, that's the definite part of it. But my wife, and I had a great time and that's it. We had a day off Monday. Couldn't even complain. Yeah. Well, I didn't have a day off, but I did Sorry. DJ, uh, my girlfriend's party. Uh, it was a great party. We had about 20 people that showed up. I, it wasn't one of those big parties, but it was good enough for me. And, I spun a really a lot of great music and a lot of good people. Uh, we actually had some hip-hop artists freestyling. And by the way, Kenny, I posted up the number. It's right there. As did I. I mean, what, what are you, blind? And as did Ben just now. So three people have posted up the number, Kenny. The number's right there. I don't know, what the, I don't know what's so hard and difficult, Kenny. But uh, that's Kenny. Uh, anyways. Let's <laughs> like post another random number. <laughs> by the way, we have a great show lined up for you guys. Uh, we're going to be talking NBA. We're going to talk about Chris Paul's legacy again and what they need to do. And I believe the Phoenix... Uh, I believe the Phoenix Suns are going to win um, the NBA championship, but we'll get into that a little bit later uh, in the show, and I'll give you reasons why. Well, actually, in a few moments, we'll get into that. Uh, We will get into uh, the NHL and the Tampa Bay Lightning, one game away from winning a Stanley Cup for the second year in a row. Not surprised. We'll get into that and why uh, the NHL at the end of the season are going to have to figure out how to contain this craziness. And Kenny... 
Kenny, we're going to put you through. Hold on one second. I got to do the introduction. Then you can come on and talk your craziness. Come on, Kenny. Okay? You're experienced. Just this. relax for one second. And there he goes. Hangs up again. <laughs> I mean, this guy is out of his damn mind. Come on, Kenny. You're better than this. Uh, At least I, we I mean, I, I'm trying to. Here he goes again. <laughs> put him through. All right. Kenny, Kenny are you there? Kenny, are you there? Hello? <laughs> and then Kenny. he doesn't talk. <laughs> You sure it's unmuted? It is it? unmuted. Kenny, are you there? I don't know what's going on with his phone. I guess he's not there. Kenny, <laughs> uh, something's going on with his phone. And here he goes calling again. Kenny, are you there? I am here. All right, hold on one second. Let me do the introduction, and then we'll put you through. So give me one second. All right? So no Ken- problem. All right. So, leave me on hold. All right, we'll put you on hold. Now. Uh, we will get into, obviously, the NHL. We're going to get into some baseball. We're going to get into NFL conversation. Obviously, uh, Derek Carr is trying to attract Devontae Adams. I don't know how that's going to happen. Devontae Adams is right now in negotiations of a contract. Unless they're going to be a sign-and-trade, right. well, I, I don't know how that's going to happen. Maybe uh, maybe they decide to trade Devontae Adams and get as much as they can for Devontae Adams. I don't know if they're going to trade Aaron Rodgers. I think it's going to be a huge problem as we move forward into training camps. Uh, the New York Jets will get into the Jets. How uh, Elijah Vera Tucker has not signed his rookie contract. Uh, has the Jets even offered him a rookie contract? And Zach Wilson is another quarterback. And the Jets do not want to go into trading camp. Just like with Sam Darnold and trying to figure out what they're going to do with this contract because that sets Zach Wilson back on trying to build chemistry with some of the players on the team. So uh, the Jets are going to have to figure something like this out uh, a lot sooner than later before training camps, which is about two and a half, three weeks away. I think it's two weeks away. So uh, Two weeks away, depending on which team it is. They all start at different days, but I think the earliest is the 21st it starts. So we'll get into all of that. Uh, there's a lot of craziness going on in the NFL, and uh, I, the NFL is right around the corner. I think uh, it, it's exciting knowing that the NBA season's almost over, three or four games uh, left of the NBA season, and unless it goes to a seven-game series, I don't think it is. Uh, I think Phoenix is going to take this in five games. Um, I, I have it in five. I think Phoenix wins five games. I, I don't as good as uh, as, and we'll get into that in just one second. As good as the Greek freak is, and how well he played the other day, even injured. I don't know if they have enough uh, to beat that Phoenix Sun team, especially the way Devin Booker is playing. So uh, we'll get into that in just a few moments. Um, it, it just it's craziness. Uh, that's going on in professional sports, and it's so fun when you know the N- the N- uh, MLB All-Star break is right around the corner. Jacob DeGrom already said he's not pitching in the All-Star game, which is good news okay. for the New York Mets. He pitched okay today. He gave up three runs today. Um, I'm very – well, two runs. It doesn't – two, three runs. He had two earned runs. His, his earned run, his ERA is going up, but we didn't expect him to pitch 0.86 the whole season. I think – Eventually, he'll probably pitch 150, 152 or something like that. As the season progresses, he's going to win the Cy Young. I think it's very, very smart that he's trying to uh, protect himself. And if the Mets have a chance to make it to the playoffs, which they look like they will, uh, that he is on all cylinders because he's probably going to pitch the majority of the games in the playoffs. Uh, if the Mets could do that, they'll probably try to pitch him three out of the seven games series in the playoffs because uh, he's dominant. But uh, first things first, before we get into uh, some basketball, what is going on, Kenny? All right. I, I don't count much because the Yankees suck. Mm-hmm. 
Well, you could still well, call. You know, you're you're not going to get both New York teams being good at the same time. Why not? Doesn't really. Sometimes it happens, but usually no. Well, hold on one second. The Knicks and Nets are both good this year. Yeah, uh, hold on one second, Kenny. So you're gonna you're gonna tell me right now? Now the Yankees are not playing well now, and and the Yankees are in the American. They're not League. playing well. No, they could turn around. This They're happened only... in 1978, but it's not that likely. This happened a couple of years ago, and the Yankees made the playoffs going into the All Star break. And, and and by the way, the Yankees are only six games out of a um, a wild card spot, which is not that's true. It's not significant. Ten games out of first place. Yeah, uh, they're not winning the division. Nobody thought they were going to win the division right. um, after they fell behind by eight games. So I, I don't think they're winning the division. But if, as far they as could a wild, win the wild card, yes, and they probably they'll if they make some significant moves. I think the Yankees should be sellers. Uh, I really do. I think this is a year that they're. Uh, they're not going to win. They're going to have to. To me, they got to rebuild that farm system. The farm system is like ranked seventeenth from the top top eight, top seven in the last seven eight years. Has fallen all the way to eighteen. I think the Knicks. I mean, the the Yankees need to relinquish uh, some yeah, of their they prospects. Used to be number one farm system. Well, they were in the top top ago. five, and uh, five. they they have uh, Dominguez, who is going to be a good player. They have a couple of players that uh, the Yankee fans are going to be very excited to see in a very very near future, but. Uh, unlike some of the other teams that we've seen, uh, you talk about the Dodgers, they're a top five, and they have a great team. There are a lot of teams right now. That... I have a friend that's a Giants fan, and they are like number one team in baseball. Well, baseball. Crazy. It's crazy how good they've been. Yes, and, and, and to me, uh, it has a lot to do with pitching. And and that's why yeah. the Giants, and over the years, why did the Giants dominate? Why did they win three World Series out of the last seven years? Uh, is because of pitching, pitching. and and their pitching yeah. is has been as dominant as any pitching staff in baseball, and their bullpen's very good too. So it's not really their lineup. Their lineup is not powerful. It's 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 really their pitching and and dominance of their pitching, and they're also in a ballpark that really fits uh, the pitcher mm-hmm. than the hitter. So it, it definitely benefits them. But uh, the Yankees are probably not going to make the playoffs this year. I don't think they they will. I think the significance of moving forward this season. Hey, I, I root for New York, man. If my team didn't make it, I'll root for the other one. Uh, I'm not rooting. Right. I'm not rooting for the Mets, but I don't hate the Mets, and I I don't know if the Mets are are, are a championship competitive team either this year. They're a good well, team. They, they, they'll at least be in the playoffs. Yes, and they'll the be in playoffs the playoffs. Will be interesting. Yeah, still be in the playoffs, and they do have good pitchers. They have players coming back. Syndergaard's coming back. They they have players. Pitchers that are coming back to that roster, which is going to make them a lot more better. And, and we'll see what they do at the trade deadline. I think the Yankees should be sellers, and I think the Mets should be buyers. We'll see. I agree. We'll see what these two teams are going to do. I, I, knowing the Yankees, they're going to be buyers. And the reason why is the Yankees don't count themselves out ever. Uh, I think this is a, I think this is a year that the Yankees should count themselves out and and try to rebuild. They have a lot. They'll they'll spend a lot of money in the offseason next year. They'll yeah. rebuild that lineup. Uh, I I think this will this will be the last I time. I share that opinion, but we will never convince them of this. Oh, I. No. Uh, Gos Ashella will be out uh, out next year as the third baseman. I think Clint Frazier. They'll either try to move or send him down or whatever they're going to do with Clint Frazier. Um, John Carlos Stanton is going to be uh, an everyday DH. 
Uh, they're going to have to decide what they're going to do with Aaron Judge. Are they going to trade Glaber Torres? Are they going to shift him to second base? I think DJ LeMayo will be the starting first baseman next year uh, as the season uh, when the season begins. Um, they got to decide what they're going to do with Gary because Gary's going to be expecting a contract. Um, I yeah, think, I, I can see all that happening. Uh, I think good. this is going to be a completely different Yankee team. Uh, next year, and and with Alex Byers g- going to be on the market, I think Alex Byers would be a great fit for the Yankees. He's a power bat at the shortstop position. He's a very good defender. If you think Gardner do, will stick around or see over? Uh, Gardner's done. Unless I, he takes like a one million dollar nah, veteran done. deal, he's, he's done. done. The Yankees <laughs> aren't bringing him back. Uh, I think this is going to be a completely different Yankee team next year. Uh, I think uh, uh, they'll be a better Sounds team. Exciting. They'll be. I don't know if it's upsetting. I think this. No, I said, sounds exciting. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be exciting. I don't know if it's going to be scary. I, I don't know what the Yankees are going to do. I I do believe Aaron Hopefully Boone. Hopefully, it'll be interesting. Aaron Boone will be dangling, uh, even if he keeps his job. Uh, I, he could very much lose his job. And you don't be surprised if the Yankees bring in another bench coach next year or manager next year. That they'll probably replace replace Boone if mm, if the season yeah. starts off as bad okay. as it did this year. What does the Giants and the Jets look like for coming up? Well, that you're going to have to listen to as we progressively move into the show. But uh, okay. listen to the show. Oh, but I, I have one more question. Go ahead. When is this turkey dinner? All right. You know what? The this one year sh- you've been overdue for three years, let's Kenny. Do, let's do that. <laughs> let's do it this year, Kenny. Let's get you yeah, out of here I this mean, year. People can be places. Well, I there's went on not, vacation. There's not a lot of uh, there's not a lot of people uh, part of this network from New York, so you're really only going to have to take out four or five, maybe even six of us. You know, so all uh, right. So when can you get the others to agree to the time? Um, I will. We'll figure something out sometime close to Thanksgiving. Uh, I'll let you know. I know your father's going to you know take you down here, so. Uh, All right, man. We'll I, I be in touch. Yes, and, and, and stay on the show, go man. Go Yankees, yes. go Giants, go Jets for your case. Yeah, well, we'll we'll, we'll see. I don't know, but uh, Kenny, thank you for calling, bud. All right, I'll be listening for the football report. All right, that'll be a little bit later in the show. So there is Kenny, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Very fun, very electric as always, um, and definitely interesting. Definitely an interesting personality. That's for sure. Nobody like Kenny. <laughs> I love Kenny. I, I think Kenny really puts uh, who killed Kenny, but uh, nobody's going to kill <laughs> Kenny. But uh, uh, Kenny has got a good, uh, unique personality. I think he he really. Uh, it, has anybody watched Kenny's show? Kenny Rayner's show. Uh, I don't oh, know. Is if, that the one we were on last year that yeah, we crashed? Interesting. Oh my God. <laughs> interesting guy, man. He he is. He's got some personality, man. He really does. He's got to stop smoking that air, whatever he smokes. I think he's smoking. Uh, did he say he's smoking? Like, oh, well, well Snug remembered it. I remember he referenced it last time. Uh, some kind of wax. Yeah, something. no, it yeah. wasn't wax. It was like, like some kind of other stuff. I don't know. I know Snug was mentioning it when, when, uh, when Kenny was commenting. I know he'll remember it for sure. It was something like that, though. No, uh, I'll speak, give a shout out to Kenny. Speaking of Snug, he says Gardner will, is below the Mendoza line. He'll be a Long Island duck next year. Probably. He's probably right. Right. I, I think Gardner is uh, done with the Yankees. I, I, I will say that. I think you're going to see a lot of movement from the Yankees in the offseason um, at multiple positions, not just one. I, 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 you could see a huge difference uh, with the pitching staff, even though they added Garrett Cole and they have 
you have Savarino coming back, and he only has one. I think he has one more year left on that four-year contract that he signed with the Yankees. Mm. So he's been out for almost two and a half, three years. So he knew what he was doing, and the Yankees knew what he was doing. So they're only going to get really one and a half years good of Savarino, and he could be on the market, and the Yankees might not even bring him back. So well, they he thought it was a bargain at the time, yeah. then he got hurt. Well, so he's been hurt twice. Yeah. Uh, first is shoulder surgery, and then he had Tommy John. So uh, significant and, and a huge loss. Uh, could you imagine if Savarino was uh, he was the pitcher that he was uh, before the injury? Uh, I don't know if he's going to be that p- pitcher. So um, the Yankees are going to be a completely unique and different team. Uh, um, and I, I think uh, the listening to Hal uh, in his interviews uh, the other last week or a week and a half ago, I, I think Aaron Boone will keep his job unless some catastrophe happens and the Yankees lose the majority of their games in the second half of the season. If they do that, Boone will be fired at the end of the season. Um, but uh, I will have a party. I'm sorry? Tyler will have a party. I'm yeah. sure, but <laughs> he'll throw a parade. I don't he'll think throw it's a big old parade. I don't think it's Aaron Boone the reason why the Yankees are losing. They're just not hitting. And, I, and that's that's been going around in baseball. And, and, and their pitchers, Garrett Cole, has not pitched well in his last five games. Uh, and you see that. It, I know people are saying it's a spin raid. It was cheating. I don't think it has anything to do with it. I, I, th- I think with everything that's going on in the league and, and all the precautions of all the stuff that's happened. And by the way, Trevor, I, Trevor Bauer really, you know, he really put himself in a really deep hole. And I, I don't know what... The Dodgers are going to do, especially given that money that he gave him in the offseason. But him coming out and doing the things that he said, I even though if even if he's not guilty, it really makes him look bad. And unfortunately, well, you should do what they did today. I heard what they did today. Yeah, they took all of his merchandise out. He's not with the team anymore. I mean, clearly they know something. Mm. They took away they, his, they the took away his bobblehead day too. The, they were supposed to have a promotion for him. All the promotions. They would have took all too. the promotions yep. out, like Speedy said. Clearly, I actually think the Dodgers know something that's going on that he might have told them. What all of a sudden, you go from being here to pitching Sunday to all of a sudden everything is gone. Well, I think it has a lot to do with with this court case and 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 what he's going to do. He might not pitch again this year. I think he pitches again this year. If he goes to court, I don't know. I, I mean, it was on the hearing. I think he pitches again this year. I think baseball is going to suspend him. I think the Dodgers are going to suspend him. Uh, if the Dodgers, as remember, there's like what eighty something games left of the season. I mean, it's uh, not that the Dodgers really need him. I mean, he wasn't pitching well for them anyway. But that's not even the point. I mean, it's he's a good pitcher. MLB can suspend him though. But, he's a good pitcher. He has a even with the court case going on though, Josh. Yeah. They could still what suspend. Happened? They could still suspend him, even if this court case is going on, too. Though I think he's well, fine. I think they'll. I think he'll play again this year. I, I don't see the Dodgers holding him up. Play. I just think right now with all the stuff that's going on, I think they're protecting their brand, and that's what they're doing. And you know, I don't blame them. So, um, anyways, uh, I want to first get into some basketball. And last night was the Chris Paul show, and mm-hmm. Chris Paul. And I'll say this again: his legacy will be set if he wins this championship with the Phoenix Suns. The fact that he went to this team when they weren't a playoff team last year, they were one of the worst teams in the Western Conference for the last, I don't know, last 20 years. They had a playoff drought as long as the Knicks. Yeah, they, they've been horrendous. They've had top draft picks over and over and over again every single year, and they just couldn't get over the hump in the very deep Western Conference. They make one move in the offseason, 
a big move, bringing in Chris Paul in a trade after what he did with OKC and the Thunder last year. And look what he's done. He's made this team a second seed. He took them all the way. And, and, and it's not just him. Devin Booker has been fabulous. And, 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 and a lot of people say that Devin Booker is not a star. Some people th- thought that he wasn't a star, even though he has the numbers and all that uh, over there in Phoenix. Uh, be- because the Phoenix Suns are not superstar uh, you know, they're not a big superstar team. They do have DeAndre Ayton, who's really turned his, his career around ever since Chris Paul has made it to the team. Uh, the last two years, he has not been the player that a lot of people thought he was. I thought he was a bust. Um, but this year, especially what we've seen in the playoffs, Chris Paul's leadership and has really trans transformed this team into a, a, a winning organization. And Chris Paul's already come out and said he's, he's not, um, he's not uh, taking that extension, that extra year, which means he becomes an unrestricted free agent in the offseason where he can actually play his cards right. After winning a championship, if they win, well, he could decide to go somewhere else. Now, I'm not saying the Knicks. He can go to the Lakers. He can go to the Clippers. He can go wherever he wants. He could decide to go and play for uh, Jordan's team. So there's just so many, even maybe even Miami with Jimmy Butler. Yeah. So. There, there could be a lot of opportunities for Chris Paul, especially what he has done throughout the playoffs and really what the, what they're doing with that team. So um, I, I think what's going on, Clarence? So the interesting take on this is what do the Knicks do in the offseason? Now, uh, there are stories coming out in you know that the Knicks are shopping R.J. Barrett. Now, Canada actually didn't even make – uh, the Olympics. They they got knocked out by a checklist, the Czech Republic. Yep. So uh, as, as well as R.J. Barrett played in those couple of games, uh, a lot of people, Andrew Wiggins didn't play well. Uh, I think Lyle didn't play well. None of, the, none of those NBA players played well but R.J. Barrett. Now, R.J. Barrett put on a show in those three games. Do the Knicks decide to keep R.J. Barrett? Or is he a, chating, a trading chip for the New York Knicks to add a superstar? Now, uh, it's going to take a lot more than R.J. Barrett to land a Damian Lillard or or a Kawhi Leonard if if he does become a vet. Now, Kawhi could become an unrestricted free agent this offseason. It quite possibly could happen because there are stories coming out in L.A. that he was, he's not happy there. Now, uh, that's a, there's a, you know, the Miami he keeps being, being brought up is a place that he, a destination that he would like to go and play. Now, um, I don't know. Maybe it's because of Pat Riley. Maybe it's Jimmy Butler. Uh, I don't know if it's a right fit to go and play with Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is another Paul George. So why go over there with Jimmy Butler when you could go to another team where you are the guy, the number one guy? Now, he should have never left Toronto. He was a god over there in Toronto. He won a championship in Toronto. Uh, I think that they would have been up for another championship this year if he was still there. I, I it's It's very, very interesting. Now, there are stories coming out of New York that the Knicks are going to pitch and make a move for either Bradley Beal or Damian Lillard. That's what I heard. Now, the question is, if they go after Bradley Beal, they're going to have to give a significant amount up for uh, a Bradley Beal. Probably more than you would have to give up for Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard's 32 years old. Yes, he's a, he's a, he's a superstar player, but he's 32, and Bradley Beal is, what, 27? Yep. Uh, he's younger. And you can get you can get a lot more years back for Bradley Beal, who's still under contract, an affordable contract for the Knicks. I mean, he, I think he got a thirty or twenty nine million dollar contract for a superstar. That's cheap. Some of these superstars are making forty, 
45. I mean, Chris Paul, if he takes takes that contract this year from Phoenix and goes into next year, that's $44 million he's making. And this guy's a 36-year-old player, 37-year-old player. So I think there's going to be a lot of interesting things this offseason. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts? I mean, with the New York Knicks, uh, the playoffs, uh, do you think the Bucks have a chance? I, I think the Bucks are done, I, especially with the Greek freak not 100%. He looked really good yesterday, uh, but it, it's too little too much. and I, I just don't know if they have enough offense to compete with Phoenix. The Bucks, if they don't win game two, I think they're done completely because they need to steal one on the road. And they played well in Atlanta against Atlanta in Atlanta with Giannis Hurt, but so far they haven't been able to do that against a much deeper Phoenix team, a team that's been able to game plan better. For Gian- for Giannis and making him be the attacking guy to maybe I guess wear him out more or whatever it is, and him and Middleton were only the only guys doing well in that first game, whereas the Suns had a really spread efficient, great team performance. So if the if the Bucks win Game Two, they're done. Uh, in terms of Chris Paul, I'd love the Knicks to get him. I mean, you see him transforming the way the Thunder and the Suns and the Knicks are in the Eastern Conference. Who knows? I mean, the Knicks were a four seed this year in the Eastern Conference. I mean, with Chris Paul, you have to imagine they'd have to make a jump, I would imagine. I mean, the Nets are still a better team, okay, but you look at that, the, the spark he, he brings is definitely something that the Knicks have got. I think Damian Lillard and Bradley Beal will probably cost similar just because Lillard is a point guard in comparison to Beal. Beal is younger for sure, no doubt, but Lillard being a point guard, that'll obviously drive the price a little more too, but I'd, I'd love to embrace either player. I'm hoping they do it where they don't have to push to, and trade R.J. Barrett, but the later it goes in the trade process, you might not have to. I think I think when you look at the situation of where the where the where the finals are, like Speedy said, the, the the Bucks have to steal game two. If they don't win game two, it's over. And the thing about the Suns is they have so much depth, right? Like we talk about all the time. It's not even just it's not even just Devin Booker and Chris Paul now. It's like DeAndre Ayton's gotten better, Bridges has gotten better. They have guys off the bench that are doing really well. Um, I don't know if, if Sarich, because I know he hurt he's his done. ankle. He's, he's, he's Torres ACL. He's done. So he's done. So Sarge is a big loss for them, but it's still, it's all, you know, they have so much depth on their bench that it's good enough. It's all about, I think, like you said, Speedy, they, they have to steal game two in Milwaukee, right? If they don't, I don't know how you're going to have any confidence going back to Phoenix, even if it does go to like a game seven. Like, it's just not going to happen. I see Phoenix winning in six. That's my take That's on it. Um, yeah. As far as the Knicks go, look, again, I'm biased. If Damian Lillard comes to the Knicks, I'll be the first one in line to buy his jersey. I've said that on the show. Over I don't over. think it's a match. I, I really don't. I think it makes more sense uh, for them to go after Chris Paul, uh, that he's a free agent. You only have to pay Chris Paul. And uh, then if you go after Bradley Beal, you get a wing shooter, a, an offensive player that's going to give you, you know, between 30 and 20, 28 points a game. You're going to get the offense from him. You're going to get your point guard. And Chris Paul, you re-sign Derrick Rose, and then you decide what you're going to do with Julius Randle. Do you want to extend him, or do you decide to part ways with him and wait until next offseason when you can bring in another superstar to play with Chris Paul and Bradley Beal? And that's fine. And like Speedy said, I'll embrace either one. I mean, they, listen, if it's Bradley Beal or Damian Lillard or even Chris Paul, I will embrace any one of them that come here. Like like you guys said, they were a fourth seed, right? So if Chris Paul comes here, they can't get any worse than what they were. I can only imagine they're going to get better. Actually, they can. You know? <laughs> they can. Injuries well, happen. Uh, players I mean, injuries can... do happen, but luckily for them this year, they got very lucky with the – actually, at some points, they were able to get through the injuries. I mean, you look at none. Mitchell Robinson will be back. That was a, that's a huge part that they're going to get back next year, bar, bearing a trade or anything of that sort. Can't but, stay healthy. And I, I think that the Knicks, 
going to have to decide if Mitchell Robinson is there for the future or you decide to part ways and try to get some significant prospects back for him. Maybe trade him for another first-round draft pick because the Knicks are – they do have two first-round draft picks. And, and, and every story that I've read is the Knicks are going to try to move up. Maybe trade R.J. Barrett to, to land a, a Bradley Beal or Damian Lillard to get another position to fill in, maybe get another small forward to X maybe half two guard to move into that position for RJ Barrett and then move up to get the player that they want. So and like I said, I think I think it'll be awesome if they could get any of those guys. And I think they will get those guys. I think Kawhi if Kawhi Kawhi's is a joke as he says he is, who knows? Kawhi's most likely not going to happen. I can't imagine him leaving the Clippers. If they won a championship that would have been different. I, I think there, there's more sense that Kawhi could leave the Clippers to go to Miami. Yes, that I agree. Him yeah. going to Miami is the match because that's all been the rumor, right? It's a tax-free state, warm weather. He gets down there. They're already a pretty good team. They feel that they're the missing link. Pat Riley's there. Eric Spolster's there. It's it's like a match made, I think, for Kawhi Leonard to go to Miami if he's going to pick a team. Uh, Jeff says Gardner is to the Yankees as Josh is to the show. Snug says yeah, they should have fired right. him after the second sweep to the Red Sox. The a bold a savage in the box. Uh, Jeff <laughs> says Aaron Boone should get a five-year extension. Snug says maybe Chris Paul could coach the Yankees next year. Jeff says Possibly. The, Jeff says the Suns are so lucky the Knicks didn't make the finals. League MVP Julius Randle would absolutely destroy them. Hashtag Knicks in four. Clarence says, what's up, fellas? Snug says, what's the chance Kenny calls back and we hear the beef in the background? Jeff says the Knicks will bring in Chris Paul, Damian Lillard, Bradley Beal, Andre Drummond, and Kawhi Leonard. Any, everybody to the Knicks. Jimmy Butler off the bench. Snug yeah. says, Bradley Beal and I painting, enjoy painting houses for extra cash in the offseason. When we are done, we stop at 7-Eleven for Slurpees. I don't think Bradley Beal needs that. So. <laughs> ben says, Bucks. <laughs> Ben says the Bucks lost game one in the previous two series this postseason. They will be fine. Bucks in six. Mm-hmm. Jeff says then if the Knicks trade for Lillard, can we add the B to the package and send him to Portland too? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it makes any sense that Damian Lillard goes to the Knicks unless the Knicks are willing to trade away everything for him. I, I think it's crazy. I mean, everything that I'm hearing, they're, they're going to want everything in the boat. For, for Damian Lillard. And I wouldn't do it then. Because then here's the problem. At least like I've said on this show many times, when the Nets made the trade for Harden, at least they had Kyrie and KD in the fold already where they can make that trade. If the Knicks trade everybody for Damian Lillard and nobody signs with them, then they're screwed. Yeah, then they're they basically a Damian Lillard and scrap pieces. It's going to go through what they went through with Carmelo Anthony. It's funny Jeff uh, posted up trade beef for ESPN, Rachel Nichols. Did you guys see the story about Rachel Nichols? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How stupid could she be? Yeah. Yep. Is she that dumb? Yeah, I mean, that was pretty ridiculous. I mean, she was one of the higher profile people at ESPN, and now she basically her career is done. In turmoil now. Done. I, I don't know how ESPN keeps her. They suspended her. How many times have we seen this? How does she keep her job after the racist remarks that she said? Mm-hmm. I just don't get why people, knowing that they're these celebrities and stuff like that, and they have really good things going on, they can't just keep their mouth shut. Scotty Pippen's a racist too. Scotty Pippen's a racist too. Some of the stupid yep. stuff that he said. I, I mean, it's ridiculous. We live in a country where there's a lot of hate. There's a lot of hate here. It doesn't matter if you're Republican, Democratic, convert. Uh, what are they? Uh, what do they call it? Um, uh, conservative, conservative, and liberal, yeah. uh, liberal. Whatever they forget. I, I, you see, it shows you how much I care about politics. But uh, it, to me, what, what's going on in you know the world and it's so much hate. In third world countries, people are cutting people's heads off for just for you know giggles. Okay, it's just it's crazy. And what she did was disgusting. How do you? You're a highly profile woman, mm-hmm. and I and 
How do you not realize that people are going to tape you even when exactly. you're not live? I mean, we've seen this many, many times. Yep. People don't learn, man. They never, they don't learn because they always think that even like, especially when they're close around the cameras and stuff like that, you would think people would learn that somebody on social media is going to get a hold of it because Allah, as I said, Twitter is a cesspool. So somebody will eventually track it down and get it. And it's amazing that people just don't learn their lessons. It's just disgusting. And unfortunately, uh, this has been going on in sports for a very, very long time. And she's worked with a lot of African-Americans. And for her to come out, being that she's a woman, and she's in, you know, in, in, this, in the press world and in the sports world, it's been predominantly a man-driven. And, and finally, women are starting to get their uh, notable opportunities to speak. And now all of a sudden, she's ruining it for women because of the stupidity, dumb, stupid, racist craziness that came out of her mouth. And if she keeps her job, ESPN should shoot themselves, okay? Mm-hmm. There is no reason why she, um, she has a job still. They suspended her. You can't give this woman an opportunity. They were on the sideline reporting and stuff like that, and they kept there keeping her like in the studio for NBA Jump right now, which is it's terrible. But she started as a sideline. You can even dignify, even give. What did you say, Speedy? She started as a sideline reporter. It doesn't matter. So now, so now all of a sudden, she should be fired. No, she should. I agree. I'm just saying, like, why is she? Why is she saying? Oh, I'm not going to do this. I'm not. I'm not going to do that. Just because somebody else has surpassed me in the industry. Yeah, come on. I mean, you sound ridiculous. It is. It's obnoxious what ESPN is doing, yeah, and it shows it you that there's favoritisms. There's favorites, and people get opportunities. They keep their opportunities because she's a fan favorite. She's beautiful, or she's just maybe she's married to somebody that's the VP of ESPN or Disney. Who knows? You know, she's sleeping with them. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's the fact that she still has a job is definitely alarming to me. And it's despicable. Did you guys listen to what she said? Yeah, I it was terrible. It was terrible. horrific. Awful. I mean, you're working with African-American athletes, basketball players. Why would anybody want to work with you again? I wouldn't nope. want to work with you again. Knowing that you're a racist. Honestly, you can't even look at her. You, everybody knows you're a racist, so yeah. why? I mean, look what happened to the, the, the Clippers owner. He said something. He said something yeah. racist. He lost his team. So, and by the way, yes, Jeff. Uh, Jeff, uh, Jeff Tampa's going to win the Cup. Anybody that doesn't think Tampa was going to win the Cup going up 3-0 against the Montreal Canadiens is an idiot. Okay? The only team that was going to beat them was the Islanders, and the Islanders got knocked out by them. There was no chance in hell Montreal was going to win this series. So okay. Stuck says, hmm, what would if the Knicks bring in Ricky Rubio? Arrow would probably flip out because he hated Ricky Rubio. I don't like Prime. <laughs> I don't like Ricky Rubio, and the Knicks aren't bringing Ricky no. Rubio in. Uh, Stuck says, hey, the Beave is not welcome on the West Coast. Trade him to the Raptors. Uh, Jeff says, Canada would never take him. Uh, Canada would never accept him. Snug says, well, she came across. Uh, I don't know what that means. Uh, Jeff says she was on her way out. Anyway, Snug says, I hear, I don't know, I hear a, a lot of cat hate on the show. Jeff says, someone, y'all lost the plot on this one, get a clue. Snug says, goal Tampa, and uh, celebrating the lightning goal is pretty much it. And Jeff says, let's all watch Errol cry now. I know, I'm not bringing up the Islanders. And why all, Jeff, again, you bring up the Islanders. We're not talking about the Islanders. Of course you bring up a team that I root for when it, it has nothing to do with the conversation. So just zip your mouth. If you've got something to say, call the show and spit it out. And if you don't have anything good to say, don't waste my time. Okay, because it's ridiculous. 
But I, I think that when, when you look at the NBA and what, what the NBA is going to have for the offseason, I think it's going to be a fun offseason for the NBA. I think it's it's going to be very unique and very interesting, not just for the Knicks. I want to see what the Brooklyn Nets are going to do uh, as KD goes into the Olympics. Obviously, anything could happen in the Olympics. KD could break his knee, pop his kneecap, and he could be out. You know, he could be done for his career. So, do you guys think that they finish their careers with the Nets? Harden, Kyrie, and KD? No, no. Kyrie Neither definitely not. Uh, the other two, not sure. Maybe, I don't but think they will. Kyrie, I don't think will. KD will not. KD will not. If if Brooklyn doesn't win a championship next year, he's going to want out. And I think the same thing for Harden, even if he signs an extension. I think the person that's going to say that the longest is Harden. That's why I, I do think. Too, right? I think Harden will be there for the rest of his career. Kyrie will quit. Kyrie's going to quit basketball before his career is even. Yeah, I, I, I even when he's got some good years left, he'll quit basketball entirely. Kyrie, Kyrie will have a map and end up going every team. He'll, he'll want out of every no, team. No, I, I your think, contract on every team. I know <laughs> they're going to send him to NASA. They're going to let him go in space. That's it. I think him. if you look at the big picture, I think KD will. Uh, decide to go somewhere else. I wouldn't be so surprised if he goes back to OKC to finish his career. Hmm. But that's what I think. That would be interesting. Um, I mean, look, I went back to Cleveland. But uh, again, no, he was from Cleveland. I guess that's the difference. But also, OKC has a tremendous amount of draft stock, and they can they can absolutely relinquish contracts with the money that they don't have on the board. Uh, I, I think it's going to be very interesting. I could be. I wouldn't be surprised if you see. Uh, KD go back to OKC where he started. There was they, he kind of owes it to them in a sense. There's I don't think there was anyone that was left that left a team that was booed more than KD was in those three games or something. Whenever they the Warriors played in OKC, and that was so funny the way they did that in the first year that he was there. It is very there was no player in the NBA booed more than KD was KD uh, KD by the Thunder fans. Yeah, yeah, they killed you, him. So you're saying that LeBron with Cleveland when he came back with Miami wasn't? Nah, I don't know. I think worse. I think KD, KD was worse. Thunder fans. I don't know. Did you see what they did to his restaurant when he left? Yeah. They tortured his restaurant. Well, I mean, um, you get what you deserve, I guess. Well, he decided that he wasn't going to, he, he had a better chance to win with Golden State. He was right. Meanwhile, he, he was a game away from beating them. Yep. Well, you know, his team collapsed. I mean, it's he's kind of, he's kind of the reason why that happened. But yeah, he had yeah. a rough game six on that. You can't beat him, join him. I guess that was the saying for well, KD. He joined him and won two titles <laughs> yeah. and yeah, two won, MVPs. Won MVP. He won MVPs even. Yep. So and then when he got hurt, look what happened. They lost. Yep. Well, because he's the heart and soul of that. He was the heart and soul of that. He team. was. Yeah. Because Steph Curry, let's be honest, is as great of a player he is. He doesn't. To me, he doesn't have the heart of a champion. And I don't care what anybody says. He doesn't. And you could see that in the team right now and the way they play. So uh, he's this fantastic player. He's a fantastic shooter. He's not a winner. And he's never been a winner. So, and he it, was never better than Kevin Durant, ever. No. I don't know who anybody – anybody that thinks that, thinks that is that an is idiot. Ridiculous. They're an idiot, okay? Because Kevin Durant was the Golden State Warriors when he went there. So and, and that's – and I don't care what anybody says. Go look at the numbers. The numbers don't lie. So uh, – but – Anyways, to get back to the NBA, I think the offseason is going to be very interesting. Also, the Spurs. I mean, there there's some talks that this could be Greg Popovich last year. I, that he he's right now coaching Team USA. If Did he you wins, see what he said about Team USA? Yeah, I, I he saw said he was saying. going to go down on his hands and knees to beg KD to go play with them. Yeah, and he is. He's <laughs> playing. Wow. Well, they needed they I needed us. Like, like really, Greg Popovich of all people is going to go on his hands and he's the beggar because player I don't think they're good enough right right now. Even with Damian Lillard there and Bradley Beal and some of the players that they have over there, um, and I heard stories that Bradley Beal and Damian Lillard are talking about you know 
uh, teaming up to go and win a championship somewhere. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, you know, so Run I, it. I'm Run just, it. I'm just saying what <laughs> I've heard. But uh, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens uh, this offseason. The NBA, out of all the leagues, even the NHL, because the NHL, there's nothing really surprising that happens in the NHL. Uh, a free agency is not going to be big in the NHL this year. There's nobody really big that's going to be There's nobody available. huge out there. The market is very yeah, thin. It is a very thin market. So I, the, the, it, And even a draft, there's nothing that really stands out. The market is thin. Year. The draft isn't great. Owen Powers, who's the number one projected pick, has already yeah. said he's probably going back to Michigan because he doesn't want to be drafted by the Sabres. So that kind of <laughs> takes some juice out of the draft. So no, yeah, I'm being. To, I mean, it's it literally. Uh, yeah, it's the Sabres. It sucks. It's it the Sabres. Who who would want to go there? Uh, they they bring in all I these mean, great uh, players and they still can't get anywhere, right? I mean, it goes to the point of if you're Owen Powers, though. Listen, if I'm Buffalo, just do um maybe maybe do what uh trade uh, out of the pick. Maybe the trade out of the pick or do what Quebec did. Nah, it's draft, getting... draft, draft Eric Lindros and traded for a bunch of good players. Well, we'll see. They did. Look at the look at that package they got for Eric Lindros. Yeah, well, that, was, that was crazy. Well, well, let's I not feel talk so about bad it because they never got to enjoy it because they moved to Colorado. But I think it's going to be very, very interesting this off season for the NBA because I think it, with this year's draft, it's supposed to be really stocked, uh, stacked up, and they're saying that there could be fourteen, fifteen predominant important mm-hmm. players to organizations, and that's why you're hearing stories that the Knicks are going to try to move up. Um, you know, in the draft to try to land a player of of their choosing, and if that happens, uh, there could be a good chance they trade RJ Barrett. You're, I, mean, I was looking at a couple of mock drafts today. Your two Baylor guys, Butler and Mitchell, I saw both of them projected at one point to the Knicks. Yeah, with their first Mitchell pick. would be Mitchell would be the best pick for the Knicks. Yeah, Mitchell's going to go a little higher from what it seems like, but so it would be less likely he falls there. But if they trade up, maybe a little bit, they could get him too. And then Jared Butler, the Knicks, could, if they don't want to spend on a point guard, they could draft a point guard, develop him, and have him fit with everyone else. Well, well, I think Mitchell would be a great fit for the Knicks, and you don't have to start him next year. No. If you bring in a Chris Paul, you can learn under Chris Paul. Uh, but uh, we'll see. I, I don't know what's going to happen, but I, I've been hearing that the Knicks are going to try to move up. Uh, and that, it's going to be very interesting to see, especially they had a great season. I, I don't know what they're going to do with Julius Randle. I'm, like I said, and, and another team that I'm going to watch a lot this offseason is the Boston Celtics. Hmm. They, they're going to be very interesting to watch uh, because – now that uh, Brad Stevens is running the team, and he knows the weaknesses of this team, and obviously Danny Ainge uh, didn't go after the big that uh, you know that was available. I'm interested to see if Brad Stevens is actually going to go after the big that they've been missing for, and mm-hmm. uh, maybe uh, uh, somebody out there that really fits that that offense or that defense that they're going to be. I mean, playing who's with. the best big man that's out there in the free agent market? Drummond. Probably it's probably Drummond. That's what I'm Andre saying. Drummond. I mean, other than or, that. Or making a trade for Mr. Timberwolf, and and that could very much be on. Oh, the, they want the cat. Table. You want a cat in Boston? That's what. It is. Well, with the whole thing, I don't want it. that. No, I don't want to see that. But <laughs> well, I know you don't want Carl, to see that. But that's what it Carl might Anthony happen. Towns wants out, and uh, Jalen Brown is a good player, and that could be a piece that the Timberwolves want, and they and obviously draft stock. Uh, maybe a, a Jalen Brown and two or three first round draft picks could get Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, over there in Boston, and that's what Boston has been craving. You have Tatum and Carl Anthony Towns as your one-two punch. That's a pretty good mm-hmm. one-two That'd punch. That'd be great. And, and I think the only thing that you want, listen, Towns is an unbelievable player. I mean, his defense is kind of he's going somewhere in the offseason. No, he absolutely is. His defense is kind of suspect um, for a big man, but at the same time, he does everything that you ask for, especially as a center nowadays. It's kind of like with DeAndre Aiden, right? You could shoot threes, has a good mid-range shot. 
can get it under the rim too. That's the nice thing about Towns. That's something, like I said, they need size, they need rebounding. You saw the you saw the, the deficiencies with Boston. And forget, I mean, there were so many injuries with them this year too. But if they could get a Carl Anthony Towns with a Jason Tatum and a Jalen Brown, that's an awesome team. Then he it's should a really be, awesome. Team. He should be able to grow better defensively too because of the the system. Even though Bryce, I, I, I agree with you. Even I though he's not technically the coach, he, he incorporated. He's still going to have some say, I would imagine, in that system that the new, that their new coach is running too. So Towns should be a lot better than what he's at. You were saying last week with Jack Eichel how many coaches he went through. The, the, the Timberwolves went through the same thing with like four different yeah, coaches. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean Towns like I said, going too. back to Eichel's speed, he was what four or five coaches. That's right, crazy. and, and I, think, I think I think including Thibodeau, uh, the Timberwolves had that too. I think yeah. four different coaches. So, but that team was a mess because the, I mean they, they just did not get nobody got along with anybody. And, ju- and just just so everybody knows, I'm not grouchy tonight. My mom was rushed to the hospital uh, tonight. Uh, my mom has an infection in her blood, and this has been going on since, you know, really since last year. And she's very sick, and uh, could be my mom could be in the hospital for a significant amount of time. Uh, who knows what's going to go on? But uh, my sister called me before the show, telling me my mom's heading back to the hospital. So uh, I I still do the show. I don't make excuses. I'm here doing the show. I could be at the hospital right now making sure that my mom is okay. So uh, you guys can make jokes and crack jokes all you want. Um, I take my, I take this very seriously. I take the radio show and my network very, very seriously, and I'm dedicated to what I do. So grouchy or not grouchy, I, I don't sit around you know, sobbing about things. I go back, just like my, my father passed away the week after I was on, on doing my show. So uh, just so you guys know, my mom is going back to the hospital. She's not doing very well. She hasn't been doing well since she came out of the hospital. So, wishing, wishing her all the best. Thank you. Wishing her the best. Thank you. Thank you. And that's what that's what's going on in my life. I don't really have to talk about my private life, but I still do the show and I still dedicate my time and energy to everything that I do. I, I put 110 percent into every single thing that I do and I don't make excuses. So that there's there's definitely I don't know oh, my 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 arms hurting me. I'm sick. I'm going to I'm not going to come on the show. I am always here. Morning, you know, if I, my show is there on Wednesday, my show is on Thursday. I have to do the show. I've never missed one show on the FM dial yet. Not one. Actually, one when I had my when surgery. surgery yeah. When yeah, I had my surgery. surgery. But besides that, I have been 110% dedicated to it. So I don't make excuses, guys. So you can say whatever the hell you want. You can crack jokes all you want. And I don't mind it. I am, I'm a jokester, too. But uh, there's reasons behind the uh, – who I am and what I do. I, I don't have to go out and tell everybody, hey, my mom's in the hospital, but my mom's not doing well. So, um, and I'm down to one parent because my father passed away five years ago. But anyways, uh, to finish up with the NBA, I just, uh, it, it's interesting where where this offseason could go. It could go in so many different avenues. Uh, the Lakers are going to be better in next year. I, I do believe the Lakers are going to do everything they can to make themselves a competitive championship team. And I, I think, uh, who's the guy that they're talking about? DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan is the guy. Now, that went from Russell Westbrook to DeMar DeRozan. Yep. I, I think DeMar DeRozan's better, better fit than Russell Westbrook. Uh, be, be, I know that everybody says that they, the Lakers need a point guard. I don't think the Lakers need a point guard. They have LeBron James. You don't need a point guard. Right. In the big game, who's going to bring the ball up? LeBron James is going to bring the ball up. So I, I think that De, DeMar DeRozan, being that he's a great defender and he's a, a very good shooter, uh, not shooter, three-point shooter, but Mid-range. a perimeter perimeter shooter, and he can get to the, the hole at will, and he's great in the paint. Thank you, guys. Um, I think uh, DeMar DeRozan would be a better fit 
and Russell Westbrook. But they're again, gonna, they're gonna have to hope he steps up his game in the playoffs, though, because he was yeah. a big reason for the Raptors. I don't loss. think that makes I don't think that makes a difference when you have LeBron James there and you have exactly. Anthony I think LeBron Davis. can make up the deficiencies. Yeah. of somebody. I think it'll only make Demar Derozan Anthony a better Davis player. too. Yeah. Matt. Anthony Davis wasn't one hundred percent healthy. I mean, honestly, Earth. Demar Derozan, he has, they're asking him to be the third option. I mean, that's the perfect the perfect place for him. I mean, when he was with Toronto, you could base the case he was the one or the two with Kyle Lowry. It was a lot of pressure on him. Whereas in this one, he's the third, right? So it's almost like – and he had a pretty good season this year with San Antonio. Now, be it as it may, they lost in the um, the bubble. What was it? The Final Four or yeah, whatever they lost, it was. They, yeah, they lost, they, they lost, I think, to the Celtics. In seven they lost, yeah, yeah so they, they lost in that Final Four thing, whatever it was. They didn't get in. But still, though, like DeMar DeRozan, yeah, he's getting older. I think he's in his – Early 33, mid-30s. I think. 30, so I think he's 33, 33 now. I think 32, 33, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, but he still had a good, like I said, if you ask him to be the three, I think it's fine for the Lakers. And by the way, st- uh, stupid Jeff says, but how, how are the Lakers going to get anybody in free agencies? Aren't the Knicks getting everybody? And it, it's it's ridiculous. And Jeff, nobody says the Knicks are getting everybody. I, I The most the Knicks could get in the offseason is two two top-end players, and I, I, the only way they're going to get two, op, uh, two top-end players is if one becomes, becomes a free agent and the other one uh, they trade for. They're not going to trade away everybody for those players, and I, I don't think the Knicks are going to do that. And if R.J. Barrett is in, in any of these trades, they're not trading Obi Toppin and quickly for uh, another superstar. They're going to give away picks, being that they have seven first-round draft picks in the next five years. I think it makes a lot of sense for the Knicks. They'd probably give up their two first rounds this year. And and maybe two their first round next year and the two first rounds the year after that just to get the player that they want. You but, don't need to trade all your players for one guy. You don't have to go through another Carmelo Anthony situation. No, and I don't think the Knicks will do that. I, I think Rose is a, a lot smarter than uh, what the Knicks did in the offseason uh, when they did that with – well, in the middle of the season with the, right. they were Carmelo Well, Anthony. I mean, Donnie Walsh – I mean, Donnie Walsh didn't really want to make the no, trade. it was but, James Dolan. Dolan – Pushed it. Dolan said, "All right, we're but doing Dolan's this. not involved with any of this, so I, I think yeah. I think you'll see a different Nick team make different." Uh, Until Bradley Beal or Damian Lillard get involved, and that's when James Dolan say, "All right, let's push it." No, <laughs> I, I think they're going to get. I I really think they're going to get one of them, but I think it makes a lot of sense to get Bradley Beal and not Damian Lillard. I, I can you cannot give the the type of players and prospects that they want for Damian Lillard for a 32 year old guy that let's be honest as good as he is hasn't won anything so well, if they got Bradley Beal and they got Chris Paul in free agency that's what I think would be a great so great off season where are they then in in terms of ranking in the Eastern Conference top three top three top three if they have Julius Randle there and they, they only have to give up R J Barrett and they still have Emmanuel Quigley and and obviously Opie Toppin and some of the players that they have. Uh, they could probably bring one or two other players like Burks back or, or somebody of that magnitude. Uh, the Knicks and, – and they could probably bring back Derrick Rose on a on – a, well, They also said they're interested in – who are they interested in? I think it's like Kelly – was it Ubre they're interested in too from – played uh, well this State. year, so yeah. I, I wouldn't yeah, so either. they're interested in him to come off the – I think it's come off the bench. Yeah. Is a bench piece, that piece. So then it looks like they're going to try to get more depth off the bench as well. Because I don't know if, if – if Knox will be traded. I don't know if Neil Keen is in the future whole plans for them, which – I'm still as shocked as anybody with that. I and by the way, know. Jeff, why don't you call this show Mr. Clown Ass? Because everything that you're saying is stupid. If you got something to say, call the damn show or don't say it at all. Because your stupidity. Uh, I talked about your your Boston Celtics team, and I have been I have heard stories that the Boston Celtics will be looking for an athletic big man in the offseason. And Carl Anthony Towns is definitely a name that's been coming up uh, over there in Boston. So what do you know? I, I probably know more about your Boston news 
newspapers than you do because I read more of the of Boston newspapers, especially the Boston Globe, more than you do. Okay, so you have no idea what you're talking about. I have somewhat of what I'm talking. Know a little bit on what I'm talking about. So what do you know? If you got something to say, why don't you call this show? If you have nothing good to say, don't call anybody clowns. The only clown around here is you. Okay, and that's the only thing I'm going to say about that. Now, as far as I'm concerned, I, I don't really want to go too deep into this and, 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 and really the argument uh, sake of where the Knicks or any of these teams go. But I think it's going to be a fun offseason. Out of all the sports, besides the NFL, I think the NBA is going to be a very fun, very fun uh, offseason. The players have the most power, and now you're seeing it's getting younger, too, with Towns, with Zion Williamson, guys like that. Uh, you, Josh, you mentioned the Warriors. They're interested in Siakam from the Raptors. Like, it's getting younger, yeah. too. It's, it's not even just and like... Siakam, I still think, could be a really good player. They're going to have to like, give up a lot for Siakam. Siakam. Right. They're, Siakam a is a great player. I mean, Siakam... Yeah, tremendous year. Uh, you, you're going to have to give up Wiseman and somebody else mm-hmm. for, for somebody like Siakam. They're, you're going to have to give up a significant amount, and he just got a contract, didn't he? Yep. So and, and you got to match that contract out too. So it, it, to get Siakam, you you might have to destroy that whole team. And we we don't even know who Clay what Clay Thompson's going to be this exactly, year. Exactly. Yeah. So he, he might not be the same player. You remember he tore his ACL and then he got healthy and then he tore his Achilles. So uh, he's not he's not the same player and he's not going to be. Anybody thinks now we see what KD has done. We've seen yeah. it, but this. He's not KD, no. and and he had two major injuries on the same leg, so that that to me is going to be very interesting to see what Clay Thompson's going to do in the offseason and what the Golden State Warriors are going to do in the offseason because they have they have a top fourteen pick too this year, number seven. Yeah, so they could trade out of that pick. They don't need yep. another top pick. Uh, don't be surprised if the Knicks try to trade with Golden State to move to seven. I think hmm. it makes a lot of sense. So at Golden State is probably going to be willing to trade out of that pick. So it's going to be interesting. Um, let's go to a quick break. When we come back, uh, let's get into – what do you want to get into, Speed? MLB trade deadline or NFL? What do we got? Uh, let's get into MLB the NFL. Still a few weeks, a, a few let, weeks let, Let's get into the NFL because it's a lot of interesting stories in the NFL here on the Sports Loudmouths. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is the Sports Loudmouths. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Sports Loudmouths. I'm your host, Daryl Marks, my co-host, Speedy Petey and Little J, Joshua Silverberg. Remember, you can listen to our show every single Wednesday and Thursday at 9 p.m. You can call us at 631-965-4990. You can go to our website at www.worldwide.com. SportsRadio.com. Download our app on iOS, WWSRN, or Android Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Well, I, I will say this. Uh, by the way, my cousin got into a very bad accident uh, today. Um, uh, hopefully, she's okay. I, I, my uncle tells me she's okay. Total the front end of a car. Uh, so many accidents on the LIA. It's a man. bad day for you, man. Seriously. It has There's been a bad day. And everything. By, the, by the way, I also locked my keys in my car uh, running. Oh, and uh, I, had to, I had to come all the way back home. I had somebody have to take me home to pick up my extra pair of keys and go back to where my car was, which was running. It's That's been a horrible day. It's been a horrible yeah, day Yeah, I would say. Well, hopefully your cousin's okay, though. She That's is. Yeah. She didn't go to the hospital. Wait. She's okay. Good. and um, Her car is totaled. A brand new car she's had for six months. But it's been a terrible day for uh, my side of the family. And uh, But uh, hopefully 
uh, there's always a bright side at the end of the, the rainbow. Hopefully it's not unicorns or some cats, okay? So uh, that's <laughs> for like, you, Snug. Yeah, it's like hopes it is. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Anyways, uh, I want to get into the NFL, and a lot of people are talking about the Jets not signing Zach Wilson yet and not signing Elijah Vera Tucker. And I, I've been reading a lot of stories. This is what happened to the Jets when Sam Darnold uh, was drafted, and uh, going into the first week of training camp, Sam Donald missed five days, which affected his growth as a player and his uh, camaraderie with some of the players in his uh, in his locker room. Um, is this going to affect uh, the Jets moving forward? Yes, it is. If if somehow or some way Zach Wilson is inside before signed before training camp in two weeks, it could absolutely be a catastrophe a catastrophe for the New York. Uh, New York Jets. Now, um, Elijah Vera Tucker, I think, will be signed in the next week. Uh, I think he will be signed very, very soon. I think Zach Wilson uh, really is the money at the back end of that that rookie contract is what is holding up this contract. Uh, we saw with uh, what's his name again, Lawrence got from the the um, Jacksonville the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think he got a thirty something million, thirty six, yeah, yeah, thirty six million dollar contract. That means. Zach Wilson's going to probably be asking between 32 and 30. Uh, That's a significant amount. Now, the Jets have the money, and the Jets are going to have a lot of money uh, next year. I think it's $89 million um, that is going to be available to them in the offseason. So the Jets are going to be in the top five in free agents. It's crazy to say when when all the acquisitions they've made, uh, some good moves, some brainiac moves by Joe Douglas – and not overextending those contracts is, is, is a great move for – and he, he uses the Baltimore way, and I think that's a very smart way of uh, progressively trying to build a team. But Zach Wilson not signed before training camp could be a complete catastrophe for the growth of this team and where this team can go maybe surprisingly this year. Now, I don't know if the Jets are more than a 500 or a little bit under 500 team, but uh, if if all these – these cylinders run the right way. And, and let's say this offensive line, uh, and they can actually run the ball with obviously Morgan Moses, who a lot of people think is a great, first of all, he's a great right tackle for running the ball. And then you have Makai Beckham on the other side with Elijah Veritaka. Uh, I mean, the jets could actually run at will and, and, and they'll be, they'll be getting yards even when teams know that they're running the ball. But again, uh, the fact is going in and, and looking at the jets as a whole, uh, the, the the guy that's going to be running on the cylinders and, and really pushing this team to be successful is the quarterback. And I, I just – it definitely worries me that he is not signed. And I, I think Joe Douglas will get this figured out. But, again, you just don't know with, with – uh, you know, with with everything that's happened with the Jets in the past, and and some of the stupid moves and some of the the kind of holdups that has affected this team. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's definitely different with a quarterback too. We've seen other rookies hold out in the past where it doesn't really affect them as much. We saw with the Chargers and Joey Bosa when he got drafted. I think the Cowboys with Zeke when he got drafted. But definitely with a quarterback, it could definitely be concerning because you want to try to get chemistry with as many people as you can. With whether it's the first team receivers, whether it's the depth receivers, guys like Keelan. Cole, uh, who are new, Corey Davis, who are new to the team. It's a, it's a very tough adjustment for the quarterbacks as a whole. So it, it's definitely strange that these quarterbacks aren't trying or are, aren't de- signing or these teams aren't signing their quarterbacks to their these deals quicker. I think Mac Jones just signed with the Patriots last week too. Trevor Lawrence just signed with the Jaguars this uh, this past Monday. So it's very interesting that it's not being signed quicker. Maybe they're a little fussier with these rookie contracts, which is very interesting. With the salary cap probably projected to go up again. So 
it's very interesting that these teams aren't pushing them. And it's not just the Jets, too. I think the 49ers took a while with Trey Lance. Like I said, the Patriots and the Jaguars, too. So Trey bizarre. Lance hasn't yeah. signed either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it, But they don't really need Trey Lance this year. So if they decide to, to hold up on Trey Lance sometime in the middle of OTAs or, or training camp, they don't have anything to work. Zach Wilson's going to be the Jets starter. He is going to be course. the starter. Right. So they need him at every single practice. And by the way, did anybody hear that? The Guess who won a Hard Knocks? The Dallas Cowboys. Did you guys hear that? Jeff's going to make all kinds of jokes with that. Uh, no, it's very interesting because I think it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, Dak Prescott coming from a major injury. Uh, Mike McCarthy, if, if this is a bad season, I would love to see what Jerry Jones is going to say. Is Because I think this could be Mike McCarthy's last year with the Cowboys if they don't get into the playoffs. Especially how simple and how easy that division is really prototypically, prototypically could be. I mean, the Giants, we don't know what they are. We don't know what the Redskins are, even though they're a good defensive team because they have a new quarterback. We don't know who the Philadelphia Eagles are going to be now that they have Hurts as their starting quarterback. So, And there was a lot of interesting stories coming out from Philadelphia that uh, them drafting Hurts had nothing to do. It's, uh, this article, uh, Peterson actually said, Philadelphia did not pick Hurts to undermine Wentz, which I think is a crock. I, I think Peterson and Wentz had a big problem after Foles won that championship for them. And it, he didn't believe that uh, Wentz was the quarterback of the future of that organization. Now, do I think he's wrong? I do. I, I think Carson Wentz going over there with Reich is going to make that, uh, if he could stay healthy, uh, Indianapolis even more of a dangerous team, being that he's young, uh, he's got a good arm, and, and with that offensive line, uh, it, it, he, could, he could be very special. He the, really could. the double major injuries are, the, are a concerning point, though, with Wentz. And maybe they were, at that time, looking for a better backup. Because remember, what, what everyone was saying about Jalen Hurts in the draft was that he was going to be a project anyway. So they were thinking, okay, he's a backup now quarterback. Now he's a starter. Now he's a starter, right. He was, a, he was a backup quarterback at the time. He was going to be maybe be a gadget player, a, a running back sometimes. Uh, a like, second-round pick as a gadget no, I, player? I, 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 didn't want, I didn't think they should have drafted him in the second round. But that's what a lot Obviously, of Obviously, when you draft a quarterback in the second round, you pro- predominantly think that he could be a starting quarterback for your team in the future. I just think they were looking for a better insurance policy. Remember when Nick Foles got traded to Jacksonville, they had Nate Sudfeld and all those guys, all those scrap heap practice squad type quarterbacks. I think they were just looking for a better one at the time. But yeah, now uh, moving on from Wentz, they're going to have to stick with him. Now with the new coaching staff, it'll be interesting too. And we've also seen this too. If coaching staffs don't like these quarterback right away, they could be drafting a quarterback again the next year. So who knows? How about you, Josh? I think going back to the Zach Wilson situation, I'm not going to be concerned about it until it gets close. It is pretty close, but it's if, very it's like close. A, if, if it's like a couple of days before, that's when I'll get concerned. Listen, I tr- I've trusted what Joe Douglas has done so far. I can't imagine he's going to screw this up, even with Vera Tucker. And even I don't think they've even signed they, – have they signed Elijah Moore yet? Yeah, I signed. Yeah, I think they, Elijah, Moore signed. Signed. Elijah Moore signed. Okay, so I mean at least they got that done. But they'll get those two guys signed. I'm not remotely concerned. Um, about the yeah, going back to the hard knocks situ- uh, conversation really quick. Nothing tops the one with the Jets when Rex. I mean that was insane. But the Revis negotiations and Rex doing the let's go eat a snack and, and I beg to differ. I think this cowboy thing is going to be very very interesting. Really good. I, the most awkward moment in hard knocks probably was Joe Philman talking to Chad Ochocinco after he got arrested. Um, that was probably the most awkward one because literally Joe Fulman looked like an old grandfather with his legs crossed trying to does. like be temperamental with the guy telling him he's cut because he got arrested last night. Oh, that's Joe Philbin for you. He still looks. Oh well, yeah. I mean, but I think the whole thing is, 
I mean, look, I guess it's just the way negotiations are today, like we said. You know, like you said, Arrow, I mean, Trey Lance hasn't been signed yet. Justin Fields was signed a few weeks ago. I think Justin Fields was the first one signed. Um, Trevor Lawrence was just signed on Monday. Yeah. He got a nice contract. This is getting – it's getting close with all these quarterbacks – just, Trevor Lawrence yeah. got a lot of money, and and, and I, I understand he, it's not the rookie contracts that Der, Der, Derek Carr, not Derek Carr, uh, David Carr got when he when he came into the league, or or uh, Jamarcus Russell who got the last big contract right. for a quarterback. I think he got like seventy million dollars, mm-hmm. some crazy amount of money that he got. And and look at the three years in the league, and he was absolutely done. But um, I, I think that the way the NFL is trying to do it. I think it, it definitely hurts the structure of of signing these quarterbacks when you when you're trying to figure out what your team's going to be and how much money you have to spend going into uh, the regular season. So I I think they'll figure that out with Zach Wilson. I, I just think it's very interesting with the uh, the Cowboys being on hard knocks. I think with the Dak Prescott situation, a lot of the- storylines with them. It feels like because they have a whole new coach on the defensive side. Coaching that's staff. that's going to be the the big story is the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, drafting. Yeah. Drafting the way they did in this year's draft and bringing in some, you know, controversial type of players in the draft where, you know, it's not just it's not just uh, their first pick. Uh, you're talking about, you know, four picks later, they bring in they bring in another linebacker, which they, they have uh, Esh and they have uh, Jalen Smith. How many linebackers are you going to have? I mean, it doesn't make sense. Uh, even playing even in a fourth even bring back Lane Van Der Esch is already what they're talking about because of his injury history. Already. Well, I think it's a big mistake because I think he's the best defensive player. He's a, he's a great player. It's just, Can't it's, say healthy, but why would you? He's still a very young player. He's 23, 24 years old. You're going to get but, rid of a talented player like that? You know how many teams are going to scoop him up? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Oh, thing. sure. And it's like they say they write with Sean Lee. Sean Lee was their best defensive player at one time, too, and he always got hurt as well. Yeah, so they, it's just crazy at the situation of how the Dallas Cowboys run business, right? Speedy, it's, yeah. it's a matter of – they. we know we always joke and we say they overrate players, which let's be real, the 98% of the time they really do overrate their players. I mean, you're seeing it with um, – what's his name that went to Byron Jones in Miami, how just the over players get completely overrated. It's mm. – you know, to me, I, I, I didn't – I still didn't like the Parsons pick. They should have went DB. Yeah. Um, or traded yeah. back, too. Like, even they could have traded back, at least get quantity on defense, whether they drafted one corner or they drafted another pass rusher or something like that. Well, who's the kid that – he was one of my favorite players, the kid I love from um, from TCU, the safety. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, he went to the Raiders. I'm drawing he went to the Raiders. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank on his name, but yeah, yeah. He, he went to the Raiders. Yeah, yeah, they could have they could have definitely went that that direction because they need pretty much everything else on the defense except for linebacker. Now, their draft was very confusing. I know Errol was mentioning Jabril Cox in the fourth round. That was kind of more of a value pick, I think, more than anything else. But yeah, Parsons in the first round, especially with the off field issues, was definitely skeptical. Now the whole their whole draft confused me. Oh, I, oh, absolutely. Well, that's why it's going to be so fun to watch and so interesting to see what they're going to be doing on hard knocks. Mike McCarthy has no control of anybody. Well, that's also, and Mike McCarthy is on. To me, I'd like to see what Jerry Jones is going to do on Hard Knocks. On oh my God, you don't think he's going to try to be the center of attention the oh, entire? He definitely is. Show? This is the second time they've been on Hard Knocks. I think third, no third. I think it's second. I think it's. I only... think it's second. I don't think any team has been on three times. Yeah, I think this is the second time they've been, and I, re- I think the last time they were on was with Des Bryant uh, yeah. when he was drafted. Um, which was very interesting when everybody thought that was a controversial, which was a very good move for them. I I didn't help them win a championship, but Des Bryant turned out to be a really good player for the Cowboys. But uh, I think it's going to be a very interesting um, storyline behind the the Cowboys. I think they were the best. Out of all the teams that could have been picked, I think that was the most interesting. 
This is Dallas's third time on. They were on it in 02. They were on it in 08. And now they're on it again this year. I remember oh, all wow. I didn't I didn't think they had hard knocks back in two thousand two. I remember the one they had at the first run in two thousand and one. I remember oh, wow. I remember in oh eight because I remember the Des Bryant thing and uh The Jet one was in and the Jet one was the whole Revis saga was just I didn't really game. like the Jet one. I think they made the Jets out to be fools. Uh, and that's why I, I think they did too in some aspects. They made Rex Ryan to look like a just a cursing a like clown. a banshee, loud mouth. They made him a clown. Brick. Yeah. I, I didn't like watching the Jets on Hard Knocks. I think it's going to be very interesting to see how they're going to to portray the Cowboys uh, on Hard Knocks. And, and really what Jerry Jones is going to do. They should in, put in, you on Hard Knocks. I would love to be on Hard Knocks. They should put you on Hard Knocks. Let you coach a football, let you coach a peewee football team in Seattle. Why not? I think I'd be really, really I'd funny. I'd love to see it. I, I think it'd be really, really funny. I You'd think be, like, they'd be like that SNL skit. You throw the football like Peyton Manning did and you hit the kid in the head. what I would do. I would, I'd be screaming at him. I'd be screaming at him. Like, what yeah. the hell are you doing? I That's told you to go over there. What the hell are you doing? He screamed. He threw the football at the kid's head, and he started screaming at the kid because he. Oh, dropped that's my favorite. One of my favorite skits. Uh, I love that he teaches him how to rob a car and stuff like that. He's reading him bedtime stories on the field. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Peyton Manning. Here's, here's, here's how you rob a car. You'll be perfect. In you know it, Five years for the Dallas Cowboys. I never realized how uh, how Tom Brady's person. More and more, you're getting to know Tom Brady because he's putting himself out there more. Did you guys see him on the James Corbin show, the late late show? Did anybody see no, that? No, I didn't Go see check that. it out no. on YouTube. He was very funny. Him and James Corbin were playing golf. It, it, it's really, really funny. I, I, Tom Brady really brought out his personality on that. And it, it's a very good skit. If you guys have any – after you're done with the show or anybody out there, it, you didn't see him on a late, late show with James Corbin uh, playing golf. It is really, really hilarious. Tom Brady was funny as oh, hell. James Corbin, James Corbin I, I like I like Corbin. He's funny because he always does the um, but the karaoke with the – That's what he um, – he right. did that in with – car. He always does with the famous actors. He did it on the golf – he did it on the golf course. It was yeah. really, really funny. So – uh, if anybody didn't get a chance to see that, definitely check it out. Tom Brady was hilarious. I, I, I really – and you get to know Tom Brady's personality a little bit more. I don't know if he's as funny as Peyton Manning is. Peyton Manning nah. is on, on No, Peyton Manning is – hey, man, you know what it is? I think Tom it, Brady's it, funny. He's you know funny. what it is? It, it's, it's his look. Peyton Manning's look. You, you look at him and he looks very, like, goofy. Like, you wouldn't looks think like he's sloth a funny, from funny the guy. Goonies. Yes. It looks like Sloth from the Goonies with that nose. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He doesn't look funny. Yeah. And then he, he he just says these things, and then you got like Eli, who's who's complete polar opposite. I thought it was. I think Eli's very funny too. Yeah, we had we had Von Hutchins a year ago, and he said both of them Peyton are very Man. funny in their own way. He's not Peyton Manning funny, but yeah, funny. yeah. But, I I think that uh, I think that time. If you guys don't get a chance, or you have a chance to go and watch that skit, that that skit, it's about uh, a 10, 15 minute skit. It's very funny, and James Corbin really brings out Tom Brady's personality. He, Tom Brady is a different player ever since he left the Patriots. He's more open. He's more available to talk to. I, I, I think it's really driving me to like Tom Brady a little bit. I'm not a Tom Brady fan, but I think I get to see what Tom Brady really is as a personality. Not I know just we're not we're not talking about baseball really quick. I'm watching the the Nationals Padres game. Chris Paddock stinks. Holy my God! Ever since that guy talked trash. 
He's had a oh, rough, rough year. I I, I, he got demoted that year, too. I thought he's had he a rough double, No, he got demoted to double A. He didn't even get demoted to triple. They brought him down to double A. It was so bad. <laughs> he Jeff, sucks. Jeff he's says, such trash. Jeff <laughs> says, now it's everybody to the Jets hour, SMH. Snoke says, the Jets will end up with an 89-man roster. Jeff says, the Cowboys being on hard knocks will finally give the Beef something to watch other than Brazzers. Snoke says, the Beef... The beef, the beef hasn't stopped pleasuring himself since the Hard Knocks announcement. By the way, that's a penalty by the Tampa. That should be a penalty shot. Uh, Jeff says, rub themselves yeah. raw, probably. Stuck says he's going to have to go to the ER tonight. Stuck says, what is the over-under on the number of Cowboys arrests that are shown on Hard Knocks? Oh, God. Jeff says, why isn't the convo about the Mormon Messiah being selfish like it was with Rodgers? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff says, eight. Eight, I guess, for the number of arrests. Jeff says, goat for Tom Brady. Snuck says, being a smart guy is always part of the Patriot way. And Snuck says, Eli Manning and I, and I coach improv troops at summer camps across America. Dude is hilarious. Uh, Josh, did he end up at your summer camp yet from that logic? No, I haven't. No, but listen, if anybody has any numbers and they want to get a hold. Hey, listen, Tom Brady likes to go in random people's houses in Tampa because he gets lost. If he wants to come to my summer camp and, you know, talk to kids. Uh, Snuck referred to Eli Manning, not Tom crazy. Brady. <laughs> is this a penalty shot or what? I, I I would say that's a penalty shot, but they're not even going to give it. Uh, is it a penalty shot? I don't, I don't know, know what's going on. They're showing, no, nope. it's not. It's not a penalty shot. I thought terrible. that was a penalty shot. That's a terrible call. Blasphemy. That's a terrible call. I I would challenge that and have the, but you can't even challenge challenge it anymore. But uh, it, it that's interesting. Now the whole Aaron Rodgers thing. Now I I don't know what the Green Bay Packers are doing. I don't know why this is taking so long. If he's not showing up to OTAs, he's not showing up to practices, mandatory practices. He's getting fined, and he's still not showing up. Why do you think you can talk him into coming back to the roster uh, when um, you know pre- preseason starts and, and OTAs really start, uh, and obviously the offseason really starts to begin? I don't think Aaron Rodgers wants to go back there. I, I think he wants out. Now, why don't you, being that he's at a high rate right now, he won the MVP. He was the most valuable player throughout the season last year. He had a fantastic year with practically nobody to throw to. Why don't you trade him? Now, are you trying to piss him off? Are you trying to just say, ha, 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 we have control of your contract. We can do whatever we want. We're going to just screw you. Does that help your team? Does that benefit your team moving forward? It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. A matter of fact, knowing that he is available right now, and as this as the off season progresses, and that there's two weeks away from obviously uh, OTAs and, and and preseason starts two weeks after that. If you don't trade him, you know, you know, the next week, next two weeks, you he loses the value because then he's got to go to a new team. He's got to learn the offense. It could take a significant amount of time for Aaron Rodgers to figure that out. Uh, I mean, you can you can lose a lot. For Aaron Rodgers, you could have been gaining two first rounds and possibly two second round draft picks for Aaron Rodgers. You might just get a first and a second for Aaron Rodgers now going into the regular. It, it's a bad move by the Green Bay Packers. I think this is a foolish move just to prove a point. The longer it waits, too, the more other teams get content with their quarterback situations, too, because the teams that are on the fringe of trading for Aaron Rodgers are still trying to figure out a backup plan in case they don't get them. Now, the Broncos are the favorite. We all know that. But again, they. Still I don't know to... about that anymore. Well, all right. I mean, yeah. It's not, a, now they're not. It's not as strong. It's I'm not here as strong. In Vegas. 
well, I think the Derek Carr, Devontae Adam rumors came out more of if Rodgers gets traded somewhere else because they were college teammates. Uh, I've been else. hearing that Vegas is still very interested in Aaron Rodgers. Huh. But regardless, the, whoever's going to be on that fringe for Aaron Rodgers is still going to have to have a backup plan regardless. So if the Broncos say, all right, Drew, Drew Locke is, looked good, that we'll go forward with him, they're not going to trade as much. Now, they still might get him for a bargain because he's Aaron Rodgers. He's fantastic, but they're not going to trade him for the initial package. And the same thing with a team like the Raiders or a team like the 49ers who had interest at one point. The, those teams are not going to have that same level of interest the more they get content with their quarterback situation, unless it's really bad. If Drew Locke really struggles and says, all right, maybe we can't go on with him, then yeah, maybe the Broncos will panic. Or same thing with Derek Carr and the Raiders. Maybe he gets hurt for all week know because he's had a lot of injury issues so uh, most likely it's going to be very hard for them to do that and it's going to lower the offer definitely if it gets in august for sure so did you i don't know if you guys saw it in the um during that golf thing where he was with um bryson dechambeau mm-hmm. it was him against uh, uh phil mickelson tom brady this past week and we all know who won that well yeah but there was uh brian anderson of tnt asked him the question um and whether he would the, the 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 conversation was would you be starting on the Packers on September twelfth? Roger tend to not know the significance of the date. He said, "Quote: What's that one?" Roger said, reminded it was the date of the season opening game. He knew what day was? Saints. Roger said, "Quote: I don't know, BA. We'll see." Ryan Fitzgerald said, "Everybody wants to know." He says, "I'm just having a good time out here with Tom." Said Rogers was a daily. Said he used the all season to focus. Charles Barkley then says, "I'll tell you this week in Tahoe." Roger said, <laughs> "That's the conversation." So he's not going Aaron back Rogers to is trying to play it off, and mm. that's it. Why would he come out and say anything that he knows what's going to happen? He knows what day it is that when the season starts. He knows that predominantly what mandatory meetings and and stuff that he needs to go to the Green Bay Packers. Uh, uh, farm, you know, uh, um, training, camp. training camp and stuff like that. He knows all about that. He, he, the, the reason why he doesn't plan to go back there and, and stuff like that is because he doesn't want to be there. And uh, this whole Devontae Adams thing, I, I don't think that it doesn't have legs. Uh, Devontae Adams getting reaching out. First of all, the fact that Derek Carr is reaching out to Devontae Adams, isn't that illegal? Isn't that an NFL? Uh, that seems like tampering, isn't it? Is, that's tampering. So why isn't the NFL getting involved with this? Because the NFL doesn't know their ass from their tailbone. I mean, no, obviously. Was there anything more you need to say? I mean, seriously, if, if they're tampering, <laughs> uh, they should they should lose a draft pick. They should lose something because they should not be reaching out to the, the Packers right now, best player, because Aaron Rodgers doesn't look like he's going back there, and reaching out to them saying that he wants, uh, he wants the Oakland Raiders to make, first of all, to get Devontae Adams, you're going to have to give up a significant amount back for him. That's a lot you're going to have to give back for Devontae Adams. You're, you're talking about possibly a first, a player, and somebody else uh, for, for, for a guy like Devontae Adams. And that, that, that might not even get it done. Yeah, Julio Jones went for a two and a four. Now, granted, Tennessee got something back, too. I think another future fourth. And Devontae Adams right now is better and, better and younger than him right now. So you're going to get probably similar to the deal probably Odell got. Probably, I think he got a one, they got a one and a three, the Giants. And they might even Peppers, have to get two so. ones because look what the Jets got for, uh, what's his name again, Adams. They got two number ones for him, didn't they? The Jets it's got always going to be like the second point, right? It's like a safety, a hybrid safety. If the Jets well. got two one for Adams, the Jets can get two. I mean, uh, the Green Bay Packers could get two ones for. Devontae. No, you don't. No, no, it definitely can. Plus, with the Raiders front office, you, you can't rule anything out with crazy trades. Uh, I'm just saying, in terms of the market value, in terms of what projected, because when Odell was traded, he's probably thought of at the time as a top five receiver, still young before he had the bad injury. Devontae issues. Adams is not a troublemaker. 
is a quiet true. guy. True, true. which is why I, which is why it could spawn more. It might be a one to three and a player that's and better. They than Jabril Jabril, and they also got Jabril. They also got Jabril Peppers, right. who was a number one. Right, that's my point. You, you probably could get a one to three and a player that's better than Jabril Peppers. So I think with Devontae Adams' value in that sense. Now, how much of it, again, how much of his growth has been with Aaron Rodgers is another question. That's the risk you run if you're trying to trade for him if you're the Raiders. But again, at the current state, he's better than what Obel, Odell was at the time. You know what your problem is, Speedy? And I say this all the time. You always look at what has happened in the past and, and looking at rules and how it fits and whatever. It doesn't matter how it fits. The fact is, if Devontae Adams becomes available, you can get a significant he's gonna get two. He's going to get traded for two first-round picks. Absolutely. And I don't think he's going anywhere because I think Green Bay is going to give him uh, the extension. You can't just get rid of your, your a player of that magnitude who's at the prime – not even in the prime of his career yet. What is he, 25 years old? 26? Yeah, he was the same draft as Odell. I, I mean, the guy the guy's not even – he hasn't even hit his stride yet. And he's a wide receiver that has tremendous size, tremendous ability. He's probably the best red zone wide receiver in the league. Mm-hmm. So, and yes, Aaron Rodgers not there. It's going to make him a worse player, and maybe that gives the Green Bay Packers an opportunity. There's no way they're going to – if they're going to lose Aaron Rodgers, they're not going to give away their second-best player, especially overpaying Jones, which to me played garbagely, really garbage in the playoffs, and they gave him $14 million a year, which I think is ridiculous. Jeff, okay. Jeff says, Josh's reading is hilarious. He's like Floyd Mayweather. Snug says, it's not impossible to have a good time with Tom Brady. It's impossible to not have a good time with Tom Brady. Jeff says, somebody get him the cat in the hat. Uh, Snug, Snug says, Aaron Rodgers straight, straight across for Matthew Parcel. Done deal. Ben says, Card told Chris Collinsworth, tampering rules don't apply to players, only coaching staff slash managers slash owners. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff says, Devontae Adams for Nikhil, Nikhil Harry straight up. It makes sense based on the model that Errol uses. Yeah, what is the model? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know why you're giggling. I don't understand what. Yeah, I'm trying to what figure is out. What is the joke? I don't understand. What is the way, joke? In regards to being compared to Floyd Mayweather, that's good. I'm, I'm a millionaire. Love it. And it's like says, I would be so happy if that trade went through. Adams would be a perfect match for the you know what, You know what's so funny about that Jeff? That trade is not going to happen, guys. You know what's, prob- <laughs> what's so giggly and so funny about Jeff is the stupidity that comes out of his mouth half the time. Now, there are some smart things that come out of the guy's mouth, and then there's some dumb things that come out of his mouth. And he's got a lot of smart remarks to say, but he doesn't know when to uh, you know, step in and actually make some sense to the conversation. I think even he knows he's joking, though, in that case. There's no way the, the Packers would do He that. says it's the same model you use for the Knicks trades. There is no Knicks trades. I'm telling you what the stories are coming out uh, from different parts of the you know different parts of the globe. The Knicks are going to make a trade this offseason. That's a guarantee. The question is for who? And they got 64 or 67 million dollars to spend next year. You don't think they're going to bring in a free agent? I don't know what you're talking about, but I, I do believe the Knicks are going to bring in a free agent in this offseason. So there's nothing crazy about what I'm saying. Only you think it's crazy. And also, you don't see straight-up trades a lot of the time in the NFL either where Devontae Adams is not going to necessarily be dealt for another wide receiver too. NFL trades are usually just just with draft picks or just with young players that are more of project types where Devontae Adams is going to get them positions that are picks that'll help them in other areas too, rather than just trying to trade for another receiver. If they're going to trade for a receiver, they're going to do it with their draft picks, not with their current. And what doesn't make any sense is you have a great player like Aaron Rodgers on your roster and you, you know, he doesn't want to be there. Why are you holding on to him to prove a point? You don't have enough to prove a point. Okay. There is no points to prove right now. You have an MVP on your team that doesn't want to be there. 
and you can get a significant amount back for him. You possibly could have uh, two first rounds for the next back-to-back years. And, by the way, could, could absolutely make a trade where you can get Derek Carr over there to be your starting quarterback. Okay, I think that's a good move if mm-hmm. if you can you could trade with uh, the Oakland Raiders and get two first round draft picks. Which, by the way, even with Aaron Rodgers there, does that make the Oakland Raiders that much better with their defense woes <laughs> and, and some of their offensive line problems? The answer is no. So I I think he's better off staying in Green Bay than he does to go to Oakland or whatever they are. Well, I think, yeah, Las I think, Vegas. I think Green Bay is still a, a pretty likely scenario as being an upgrade over. Some of the teams that have won him, not the not the 49ers, obviously, if he went there, but uh, but definitely the Raiders for sure. But it'll be interesting to see with Devontae Adams, too. Like, does that spawn? Did you see what Ben wrote? Chargers eyeing trade with Packers for Rodgers. That would be a stupid move. Really? The Chargers? Why would they, why would they, they, they have Justin Herbert? Well, unless they think they, they're going to trade Justin Herbert, and I think that would I be a terrible move. I had to tell you, move. if I'm Green Bay, I'd do that in two seconds. That would be a terrible move. <laughs> yeah, why yeah, would they do that? They would be like, give me Justin Herbert. Sure, let's he do it. Chris won Rookie of the Year. He stayed healthy all year. He played fantastic. I mean, why are you trying to trying to make a trade for an older quarterback that That's has had terrible. injury issues? That'd you're going to have to give up more than just Justin Herbert, too. You're going to have to give up other picks. Oh, maybe other more. players. Yeah, you're going to have to. Not just Justin Herbert. Right, so I don't know why that makes any sense for the Chargers. The so Chargers. It doesn't hurt, it would be awesome. Plus, you get more draft picks and stuff like that. That'd be great for the Packers. Chargers. Have a lot of talent already to, to make it work with Herbert. Let him develop with the same guys. I mean, really. Unless they think they're just uh, they're Aaron Rodgers away. If they're Aaron Rodgers away, I make the trade because Aaron Rodgers could get you over the hump and win you a championship. It doesn't matter if it's Justin Herbert. It could take Justin Herbert five, six years to make you a contender. Well, yeah, we don't. And that have... doesn't give you a guarantee. Aaron Rodgers, if you have the right pieces around him, gives you a guaranteed ch- possible championship. Well, the uh, the unknown and the instincts and the, the playoff identity with the Chargers and Justin Herbert. There is still he goes unknown. again, talking about the past. But this is different. Well, yeah, but it's unknown. I'm, we're not going to say Justin Herbert's a bad playoff quarterback because he's never been there. He's, he's there. The Chargers have enough talent though, where they should be able to develop with what they have. They just who need would coaching. you rather want in the next three years, Justin Herbert or Aaron Rodgers? Obviously, Aaron Rodgers, but right. it's also Aaron so Rodgers. That's the plus, way they're looking at it. Aaron Rodgers plus everything else they would have to trade though too. So Man, they're looking at it as if there's a window right now to win. And they think that Aaron Rodgers can absolutely transition them into a championship competitive team in L.A., uh, being that they're in the same stadium as Matthew Stafford and, and that Rams team that is expected to win this year, too. Uh, that could put them on a goal. Could you imagine both teams going into the Super Bowl? Oh, God. Both L.A. Did not give me nightmares. I'm thinking, crap, I just got out of the division with Aaron Rodgers because he kicked my ass every year. Now I got to share the stadium with him. Come on now. I'm this just, I, I'm just, I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, it could be a very interesting season. If Aaron Rodgers, that now I, I think that's a terrible move by them because they have a young quarterback prospect. But again, they might they might think that they have a window right now with uh, Kellen. Um, uh, what's his name again? Um, the the wide receiver was uh, Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen uh, over there, and some of the players that they have, they 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 might not believe there's a window that big anymore. And uh, even with a good young quarterback like Justin Herbert, you got to rebuild around him, and that could take a while. But we, so. but we all know the, the thing that's going to hurt the most, Josh, uh, the big loss of Hunter Henry. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> shoot, man. Let me tell you something. They're going to miss having to fill in for him in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Don't worry. They reached on a tight end late in the second round. They'll Listen, okay. he's a great tight end. He, just, he, he plays four he games a year. Weeks. I, I think it's, it's an intriguing story uh, where Aaron Rodgers is going to go if he goes anywhere. Um, I, I do believe he'll eventually take that Jeopardy job. That's what he wants. Yep. Uh, and uh, 
But I, I can't see him. Yeah, I can't see him walking away from an MVP season when he already said that he wants to win one more Super Bowl before he's done. Um, I don't see him leaving the season this year and then coming back next year. If he walks away from it and signs a contract with um, uh, Jeopardy, he's not leaving that contract. It's going to be a significant contract. You're talking about tens of millions of dollars that he's going to take off the table. Oh, yeah. I mean, why wouldn't he take that deal? I mean, you're talking about a guy that doesn't have to do anything physical at that point. He nope. shows up to the show. He does everything. goes to just do some recordings. But the he show, can, I mean, it's not live every all the time. And then he, he can thought, make a deal with Jeopardy and say, you know what? I, I'm a, I only want to play another one or two years. Uh, you know, bring somebody that you can fill in for the position. I could still take the job. Um, and I could still do what I'm doing on the football field. Mm. We, we've seen players play multiple uh, sports, uh, you know, in different sides of the year. So I, Jeopardy's not all year round. It's not live all year round. Right. So it, it, to me. I love Jeopardy. Um, I won't move it if Aaron Rodgers takes over. Though. Why? He was great. He was great on Jeopardy. You didn't think Aaron Rodgers was great on Jeopardy? No, I didn't think he was that good. He has no personality. First off, he looked like he had he was doing an edible before the show. (laughs) He had like literally like he was like so like you know. And then the best part of the show was when the guy made the joke about the how about him not running in for the touchdown against Tampa. That's the best part of the show. Mm. <laughs> Somebody's a little petty. Give it stride, though. I got to give him that. He could have easily been pissed off, which I know he probably was somewhat, but it was pretty funny, though. Stuck says, I once ordered a fried cheese stick eating contest with Aaron Rodgers. I'm assuming he meant cheesesteak. He killed me and ate 12 pounds of cheese and that he chased it down with a pitcher of beer. Ben says, Adam said he would I want to in- apologize to everybody on live. Uh, I'm going to figure out how I can get you guys on live on this thing so because people are calling up on live and we can't answer it uh ben says adams <laughs> said he would be included in any trade with rogers to the chargers because adams played college with keenan allen and allen would help with the team chemistry that's interesting Stoke says both la teams make the super bowl and no one in la would care yes that's my point and why they shouldn't have lost their teams the previous cities Stoke says i want lyle to be a guest jeopardy host <laughs> jeff oh. says aaron Rodgers so desperately wants to be brady or manning who gets endless endorsements but he's too unlikable Snug says Kenny could do Wheel of Fortune and the Beef could be as Vanna White. And Snug says, hey, shout out to Edibles. I, I think it, I think it's going to be a very interesting offseason. Remember, there's still there's two weeks before uh, they're mandatorily uh, going back, going to training camp. So I, I think it's going to be interesting in a lot of aspects. Um, also, uh, th- there's a couple of teams that uh, are very – I'm locked in. The Rams being another team. Now – with with Matthew Stafford there, does that put them over the top right now in the NFC? Uh, landing us now, obviously their defense was one of the best, and I think they were number one in in all of all yep. purpose yards last year. They were number one all all around. I think they were number three past number five run or something like that overall. And and going into the season, uh, you you have a new quarterback. Uh, a lot of people say that fits McVay's offense like a glove. How much better does Matthew Stafford? Is he an MVP candidate this year? A lot of people think mm-hmm. uh, right now on um, you know in Vegas they they put him in the top three uh, could be an MVP uh, candidate this year. That which is the first time we've ever heard Matthew Stafford's name get brought into an MVP uh, argument. Now, do, your my opinion is I don't know if Matthew Stafford's enough to make them a Super Bowl contender. But what yeah. are you guys' thoughts? Yeah, it'll be if. 
it'll be interesting to see if their defense can duplicate a lot of the things they did last year, because obviously for the second year in a row, they now have to do with a new defensive coordinator because Brandon Staley's now the coach with the Chargers. So Brandon Staley took over when Wade Phillips was gone. Now can the next guy up make that defense work? Obviously they have two of the best at their position with Ramsey and with Aaron Donald, who I think is the best defensive player and best overall player in the league. But can those other guys step up to make a difference? And also how Matthew Stafford is in the playoffs. He's a very small sample size and the lines were always, even when they did get in, they were always bad. So like we don't really have a good telling of what that would look like because they're always behind in games, so he's just chucking the ball all over the place, so his numbers can be deceiving with that Lions roster and the Lions front office, which is always terrible. So, with Sean McVay, who's been, when he's been in the playoffs, he's been a pretty good playoff coach for the most part. Not amazing, but good playoff coach. Will that help Matthew Stafford take it over the top? How good has he been? I don't think he's been that good in the playoffs. I mean, he has because he went to a Super Bowl? I mean, he shouldn't have gone to the Super Bowl because of the the refereeing. He got embarrassed by Bill Belichick. I know. I'm not denying that. I'm not saying he's amazing playoff coach but he's talking about the number one offense to all purpose everything that year and it went all the three points in the Super Bowl they got lucky to get into the Super Bowl with that whole Saints situation oh absolutely I'm not denying that and then they they go to the Super Bowl and got embarrassed by the Patriots I'm just saying it doesn't seem like the Rams have any have had any really like bad games they're not consistently like duds every year type thing like the like teams like the Bengals were teams like the Vikings that have always been bad so I I, that's where I'm not saying he's an elite playoff coach but he's he's definitely a good one in comparison to what Matthew Stafford's you could take this to the bank. If McVay doesn't go to a Super Bowl this year with this team, I, I think he could be fired. After I, one I do. year? Yes. He's mm. been there long enough. And with the talent that he has and the talent around that all around the board, with the money that they've invested into this team, yes. I, I McVay is not a winner. He hasn't proven to be a winner. And he can't win the big game. He got embarrassed again by one Bill Belichick. Who embarrassed him? But I wouldn't just use Bill Belichick. I think every coach has gotten embarrassed by Bill Belichick at some point. Uh, that career. has nothing to do with anything. You're, I, I, you, again, you bring up Bill Belichick saying that he's like some kind of uh, immortal. Okay, if you're a, a, as good of offensive uh, offensive mind that everybody says you are, you go out there and you beat the big guy. You you beat the big guy, and that's the Bill Belichick. You'll go in there and you put up, you lay up a dud, and you put three points up on the board in the Super Bowl. With let's let's be honest, the Patriots were good defensively, not great. Okay, and uh, shut them down by three points when you were the number one offense throughout the whole league all year round is embarrassing. Okay, so if he has another year like that and they go to playoffs when they have a winning record and they get knocked out early, they don't even go to the Super Bowl. He is done. Why would you bring him back? I just think you you don't do it with one year of one quarterback. This is football. Don't matter how good you are the first year. I think the thing is is that with Stafford, this is obviously all around wise. This is his best team he's ever played for, right? I mean, he's had some down years. I mean, his star receiver retired early, Calvin Johnson. Right. Other than that, I mean, he had Teddy Galladay, but the thing about Galladay was injuries and everything like that. Other than that, I mean, they they tried for years and years. They had a revolving door with running backs. Um, the defense was always sketchy. I mean, Jim Caldwell was just probably the best coach that he played He was a for. good coach, but he's not McVay. That's the thing, and it's it's – He's never had the coaching staff. He's never had the structure. He's never had the team around him. Now this is Stafford's opportunity to really show that he could be a really good quarterback. This is on him now. He needs to prove how good and how valuable he is as a quarterback here because this is the best team he's ever played for, right? Everybody always puts him in that top 10, top 15 quarterback list. Oh, he's this and that. He gets so underappreciated because of the team he's on. Well, now he's on a good team. So now he needs to show in warm weather climate – that as well and his hometown and his own place his hometown warm weather everything good coaching staff good all-around team to his advantage he needs to show to the people and the fan base 
Hey, listen, I am a legit number top ten quarterback. Did he grow you up a Rams me, fan? I, I, I think he grew up a Rams fan. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I, I'm not positive. I mean, he's from that area. Uh, okay, so and the Rams were the L.A. Rams. They weren't. The, yes. They weren't uh, St. Louis. So I. And, and again, Jeff says, why would you bring back McVay when you have Adam Gase who is available? I think it's a joke. But um, I, the, whole, the whole point here is um, what the way I look at it is Sean McVay has, has been there for four years. And he's been to one Super Bowl, and he got embarrassed in the Super Bowl. This team has a tremendous amount of talent. They got embarrassed in the playoffs last year, embarrassed when they were supposed to be as good or they were the hottest team going into the playoffs. And they got embarrassed in the playoffs, got knocked out. Now, if McVay does this again this year with Matthew Stafford, when they traded away a tremendous – they gave up two first rounds at yeah. Jared Goff – and all the 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 all the and different they turned things. And they turn on better packages. Yeah, and and they turn on better packages. Could you the, imagine uh, if Walker. Jared Goff plays better than Matthew Stafford, and he goes <laughs> over there? Good luck with that. His, oh, number, his number one receiver just, is Danny Amendola. Again, you say good luck, but this is football, and this is the way football is. And and to me, I'm not saying that he's going to be, but I'm I'm saying. Uh, I don't know if Sean McVay keeps his job if they don't really make a huge jump from last year. What did they get? What round did they get into? Second. They lost to Green Bay in the second round. Green Bay in the second round, and they got embarrassed in the second round by Green Bay. Okay? And this is the the number one defense throughout the league. Okay? With the number one probably player in all of the league, and Aaron Donald, who couldn't do anything against that Green Bay offensive line. All right? So, to me... Uh, it's an embarrassment, and and I I'm telling you right now, Sean McVay doesn't get over the hump this year and takes his team either to the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl. I fire his ass. He he's just you can't keep a guy that's not going to get you over the hump. What do you need to do? How many players do you need? How many superstar players do you need for for this? Do you realize this is this guy's not a winner? He's not Bill Belichick. Okay, and I'm so sick and tired of hearing. Well, he's a great man, Kyle Shanahan. All right, and I, I can't stand Kyle Shanahan. So overrated. Everybody says he's a mastermind. He's a great. He's a great mind, an NFL mind, an offensive guru. All right, what have we seen in the playoffs? What have we seen him do in the Super Bowl with the Atlanta Falcons? He laid up a dud. What did he do in the Super Bowl in the, when the minutes counted uh, in a big game against uh, uh, Andy Reid's defense? You know what he did? He laid wow. up a dud. Okay, that is the problem, and that's something that you need to worry about. All right, and I, I just don't think Sean McVay. Or at this, their, their offensive style again, and that comes from the Jets too. I if if the Jets are going to depend on the offense to run this Kyle Shanahan, how many Shanahan's besides the Mike Shanahan has won with that offense? The answer is none. Okay, so as good as the, the mastermind of this offense and how it's changed the game, it hasn't changed anything because nobody's won with that offense. Nobody. The veteran quarterbacks are going to make a difference, though, because a lot of the younger, a lot of those teams had the younger quarterbacks or inexperienced quarterbacks to make it work. So Stafford, assuming that what he is in the playoffs, will, will provide that boost with his arm strength. With there we go. Accuracy. It's proved the. What has he done in the playoffs in his whole career? What, what, what has he done? What has he done? I want to hear about the Lions. The Lions. Of, course, of course, you bring up the Lions. What has he done in the playoffs? Played what behind he, in the game. What has he done? What has he done in a big game so far that you've he seen? He hasn't played a big game. Exactly. So how could you sit there and say, hey, you know what? He's never played in a big game, being that he's almost but 34 years old. How do you know he's bad? Old, how do you know he's definitively and, bad? And how do you know he's definitively good? Right, that's my point. We don't I mean, know yet. Yeah, but, but you're going to suggest to think that he's going to be good because you're speedy beating. You think you know everything, and you don't want to admit when you're wrong. I, okay? Oh. And I, to me, you're wrong. 
Okay. You're wrong on this. All right. But you're basing this off an unknown. Matthew Stafford has had a really bad sample of judging of judging the playoffs. We say it all the time with with, with Kirk Cousins. Uh, Kirk Cousins. All right, why don't you look at the camera instead of looking down? I mean, why do you look always down? Look at the camera. You, and defend, talk to you the defend Kirk Cousins when a lot of people criticize him. Oh, he doesn't win big games. He doesn't. Either. So why can't why can't you say the same thing for Matthew Stafford? Because I, I think Kirk Cousins is on his way out too. Okay, so if you're, I'm just saying that that's the mold of these guys: Matthew Stafford and Kirk Cousins, both talented quarterbacks, both good statistics, very similar. What posts. makes them so talented? What? Who? They're not winners. Okay, they're so not winners, and they're they, losers. They're they're losers. They're losing Stafford quarterbacks. Losers. They're losers. Andy Dalton. Everybody likes picking on Andy Dalton, including you, and you make jokes all the time. Andy Dalton has just as good of numbers as all of them. So what are you going to say about that, Speedy? Oh, but he's proven that he can't win in the playoffs. Okay. No, I didn't. I didn't blame Andy Dalton for all the playoff duds for the Bengals. I think. I think that was a, that was a whole team effort. That was a bad culture with undisciplinedness. That was a very talented Bengals team that had duds in the playoffs. I'm not saying it was all his fault. Just like I'm not saying it's all Stafford's fault. The Lions roster was never that good. When they got in, they squeaked in. So just because... I can't wait and see the Rams get knocked out so I could stick it down your friggin' throat. They might. I'm not denying that. I'm going to stick it down your throat because you're wrong, and I I don't think Matthew Stafford is that much better than Jared Goff in that offense. I don't. I, I think Sean – the only thing that's different about him and, and Jared Goff is that Sean McVay is not going to be making the calls with 14 seconds left in, on the play clock. It, you'll see Matthew Stafford making the audible plays. That, sure. That's about it. That's the only difference you're going to see with that team. The only difference. That's, that's fair. But, again, he, he does things that Jared Goff doesn't do. Now, again, whether that makes a difference in McVay's system is another question. But, again, there's a reason that Sean McVay maybe pushed the, the front office to make this kind of trade. And Matthew Mark Staff- Filardi says he was good with the Detroit Lions. He'll be better anywhere else. Okay? Okay, so let's, let's go back in time. Let's go look at other quarterbacks that were good that were good other places, and then go to a team that's just superior, better, and that weren't successful, okay? Let's go to Joe Montana, okay? Joe Montana played for that great San Francisco 49ers team. When he went to Kansas City, was he not much better? Mm, Not really. No, he wasn't, okay? If I went back right now and look at quarterbacks that went to teams that were decently good, Kansas City was a good team when he went there. They were a good team. Uh, were they that much better? I, I mean, they weren't San Francisco good, but they were good. All right? So uh, if you go back in time, you see, you can't honestly sit here and tell me, well, because he made that other team better, he's going to make this team that much better. That, that's not true. That is not true. And, and, and to say that is, 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 is crazy. All right? Now, that doesn't mean that Matthew Stafford's not going to make the Rams better. He will make the Rams better in certain aspects of the game, the speed of the game, the outside wide receivers because he's got the better arm. But all, and he, he's probably played it. Remember, he played in a dome. He Matthew Stafford didn't. You know, he didn't play outside in the cold. Let's see what Matthew Stafford does all year round playing at. Well, actually, Matthew Stafford will be playing in L.A., so it's still kind of. Uh, playing in a dome. And he doesn't have to play at Lambeau Field or Soldier Field every year like he did with Detroit. <laughs> I, I mean, but I, I don't know how much better Matthew Stafford's going to be, be, be than Jared Goff. Is he? Oh, come on, Josh. Do you think he's going to be that much better than Jared Goff? Honestly. I mean, I think he'll be a, an upgrade. He'll be he'll better. Be I think he'll be an improvement. I mean, at this point in their careers, though, I how much better? I don't think it's going to be that much of a significant No, jump. I don't think. Maybe a game, too? Maybe? I would say more than a game. I would give him two or three games. I, I just said a game or two. Yeah. I'll say two or three. That's fair. That's I, fair. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, look, 
Jared Goff fit the, the system with McVay. That's why he was good. Now he's going to go to Detroit. He's going to crap the bed. Now, and that's just my take on it. I'd be absolutely surprised if Goff has any semblance of success. And Kurt Warner, and, and, and Snug says Kurt Warner went to the Rams and the Cardinals. First of all, Kurt Warner went from the Rams to the Giants. Okay. Mm. All right. So, d- d- please. Okay. And, 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 and by the Tom Brady went to the Patriots to the Bucks. Different. And you were talking about. An all-time great. You're talking about the greatest quarter. Could be the greatest quarterback of all time. Don't bring Tom Brady in this conversation. This has nothing to do with that. Matthew Stafford is not Tom Brady. Nor will he ever be. Yeah, Sam says Kurt Warner is a Hall of Famer. Stafford is not. Yeah, we're not saying that Matthew Stafford is even Kurt Warner either. But, again, there's still a, a somewhat of an upgrade that the Rams will be getting. The question is with the playoffs and also the defense, too. Because that was so many new new players that overperformed all at once last year with a new defensive coordinator. Will it happen again is another question, too. Especially in that tough division. So, again, the, the, the quarterback upgrade is definitely there. The front office, again, they got to deal with what they have now with all trading all those draft picks. But I think McVay, at least... He still gets one more year after that. That was the main point. I think if it's the second year and then there's still some worry, yeah, then maybe he'll go. And how about the Cardinals? Mm-hmm. The Cardinals this year, everybody's expecting them to do wonders. This is a lot to do with Kyler Murray and his yep. growth. If Kyler Murray can, th- this is a Cardinals team that sh- definitely should be in the playoffs. Yeah, not even a question. After what happened in the second half of the season this year, they were they were definitely a playoff team. Six and three, and they couldn't stay healthy. Kyler Murray couldn't stay healthy. This could be a huge. This is a team that should be an absolute playoff contender. People are picking them to win the Super Bowl, and they haven't even been there yet with a rookie coach. Rookie yeah. coach. Now, Mark Filardi says, "Really, Montana? How many times have we told Josh to watch?" The liquor cabinet. <laughs> what is it? Liquor cabinet liquor keys, cabinet on, keys Wednesdays. on Wednesdays. Just because you have a fancy studio with a nice bar doesn't mean you use it before the show. Uh, and Snug says all of them went I to wish. Super Bowl. That'd be awesome. Oh, Snug says all of them. And went- I said Montana because you, you're bringing up a good player going to a good team. And I just told you Montana. I, that's just one player. Do you, if if I really looked right now. Mr. Mr. Mark, and I went back in time and looked at quarterbacks that went to teams, okay teams, to go to a better team, and he does he make them that much better? I guarantee you there were more failures than there are positives. Oh, definitely. Positives. Without question. So how could you think that Matthew Stafford's going to make that team that much better? Maybe a game or two. That's it. Snug says all of them went to Super Bowls with two different teams. It's possible a quarterback makes all the difference of going By the way, Tampa not. Bay won the, the Stanley Cup. Uh-huh. Well, well, I'm not Michael delaying the inevitable. It's over. That's it. But we and the NHL is going to have to figure out how to, to to take care of this. They won't fix it. They don't do anything. They, they need to do something because they this won't. Is, this is that this is a catastrophe. It really is. Not to say they didn't deserve it, but how how could you have a team that's eighteen million dollars over Look the at cap? Curtis McElhaney. Look at him celebrating. <laughs> He's the happiest guy on the planet. Eighteen million dollars over the cap, which is far and along the way more than any team in the NHL, and they win a Stanley Cup back to back to back to back years, and they'll do it again next year if it happens. But go ahead. <laughs> let's not forget the third straight Stanley Cup for Pat Maroon too. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna it's gonna happen again. But go ahead, Speedy. Uh, uh, Snug is saying. All of them went to Super Bowls with two different teams. It is possible a quarterback makes all the difference of, of going versus not going to the Super Bowl. Uh, Snuggers replied to, to Chaz's comment, Washington Wednesday before Thirsty Thursday. Uh, Jeff says Stanley is going to get a tan. Uh, Chaz says this is the number one guy not leaving an old guy moving on. Sam says the best trophy in sports getting handed out. But I, I think that when you look at the, the Kyler Murray situation, Kyler Murray and, and – by the way, their coach Kingsbury, he is he is definitely on the hot seat. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. Because be. if talent of that team, adding A.J. Green and all the weapons that they added, the Brown kid in the draft, I mean, the offensive line, they, they, they added the defensive side of the ball. This, is a, this team should be a Super Bowl contender. If they don't make the playoffs again this year, I, I, yeah. I, they have to fire Kingsbury. And how much does that hurt the growth of Kyler Murray if Kingsbury gets fired? That was his hand-picked guy. Now, granted, Kyler Murray does, is playing like he doesn't need Cliff Kingsbury. No. But, but still, like that was his hand-picked guy. That's who Cliff Kingsbury wanted right from the start. And Kyler Murray obviously was embracing it the whole way. Now, granted, again, I don't think he really needs him. Kyler Murray has grown to a superstar. He's going to be a top-five quarterback probably at the end of the year. Oh, Alex thing. is happy. <laughs> Yes, Alex probably is happy. Why? Is he a Tampa Bay fan? Alex protected Lyle. Back to back, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good for him. But uh, anyways, uh, anyways, go back to – I think Kyler Murray is on a hot seat. I I also think, uh, you know, with everything that's going on in Miami, Tua. Oh, Tua. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. If Tua doesn't produce this year. In a full season, as a starting quarterback. Honestly, a lot of people. Do we think he's going to have a good year? Um, no, I, I think that two is he's hurt by week five. I, I don't know. I, two is, this is the first year that he's hundred percent healthy. They say his hip is hundred percent healthy. Uh, we'll this see. could, this could be, uh, you know, and, and to me with all the acquisitions that the, um, the Miami dolphins have made, and I think they've made their drafts. The last two years have been sensational. I, I think Brian Flores is a great coach mm-hmm. out, of, out of the bill Belichick tree. He's been the best. Yeah. Um, I think what's interesting about this this coming season is they need to make the playoffs. This is a this is a huge year for for Miami with with all the yes they lost some players, uh, obviously Van Noyd and all those other guys. This is still a very good defensive team. Uh, they're more defensive happy than they are offensive. They added all the acquisitions they've made. They had they they drafted the the big time wide receiver that they needed. Wow. Um, they they need they need to make the playoffs. And, and, in a, and probably the hardest division in football. Yeah, it's going to be interesting with the AFC East and the AFC North both having a lot of a lot of talent with those with those teams. How those wild cards are going to shape up. And Sam says to his real first year coming up. How is he on the hot seat? Here, very simple. This is a Miami team that's ready to win now. Okay, this is a team that's been ready. They slowly have gotten better. Tua is no good. And they they got pulled for Fitzpatrick at the end of the game because he couldn't make the plays at the end of the game. If he can't do it this year, Sam, they're going to have to decide, is this the quarterback of the future or not? And the odds are he's not. So to, to, to think that this, he is on the hot seat. He got he got pulled for a backup quarterback, a second-string quarterback, who, let's be honest, played better than he did. Sam, the other thing too is I'm not as down on Tua as Errol is, but in terms I'm of I'm not the only one down. On I'm not Tua. saying you. I'm not saying you're the only one. I'm saying in general with the landscape of the way quarterbacks move around, it's very possible that the quick fix could be in where they if if somebody becomes available that wants to go to Miami and Miami with all the draft picks that they have, all the young talent that they have want to pull the trigger on that kind of thing. Tua could be the, the young part of that rebuilding team and Miami could end up getting a, a, a veteran quarterback to win now too. So he could be on the hot seat for that kind of reason. Now, Brian Flores definitely has a unique coaching style. With First of all, Jeff, again, saying something stupid. No one said Flores is on the hot seat. You idiot. 
How many times do we have to say, you take things out of people's mouth. Listen to what people say. Tua is on the hot seat, not Flores. Nobody said Brian Flores is on the hot seat. Why are you acting like an idiot? You don't listen to the conversation. Where are you? What are you, lost? What are you, lost? Yeah, nobody said Nobody said Flores is on the hot seat. He's done a phenomenal job with lesser talent. I just said he's one of the best coaches yeah, right. in the NFL, and I just said he's the best coach coming, on, coming from the Bill Belichick tree, and I did not say he was on the hot seat. If you're listening to me, I said Tua is on the hot seat because if he doesn't produce this year a team that should be in the playoffs, then there we go again. He's going to be fired. They're going to get rid of him. They were thinking about getting rid of him this year. Mm. Sam said they got better naturally. The Dolphins are a young team. He's going to get two years for sure. They will not move on from him after this year. Just don't think you move on from a quarterback that is that quickly. Losing franchises don't do that. I doubt Flores and that group do that. And Jeff says they're all crying again. Well, uh, again, um, I'm not crying about anything. I think Jeff just likes taking words out of people's mouths and saying stupid things, saying that I said that. I never said that Brian Flores was on the hot seat. I said Tua is on the hot seat. And Tua needs to produce this year a full year as the starting quarterback in the AFC each, which which is predominantly probably the hardest division in football, people are saying. Mm. So what, what is that? You have Miami, you have Buffalo, you have the Patriots, and yes, you have the Jets, the newly improved Jets, who has probably the best offensive line in that division. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think this is going to be a, a very interesting season, not for Brian Flores, for Tua to show. How about you? You think Josh? You think Tua's on the hot seat? I think he has to be. I think if he starts off really slow. I mean, you have to really start to considering your next year's options. Now, that's the problem, right? Because next year's quarterback class is not great. Um, which well, Jeff was then, saying that they're not bad either. It's not bad, but it's not great. But that could give Tua some leeway. Listen, if he throw, if he goes like 18 touchdowns and 16 interceptions or something like that, then I think they'll give him one more year to see what he has left. And then at that point, you make the change. I mean, but if he throws like, what, eight touchdowns and like, what, 16 interceptions? And he's getting, you know, and he's not moving well in the pocket. He's not being, you know, all over the place. That's the thing about him, right? It's how can he move in the pocket, especially with the hip injury that he had? How well can he read the read the passes? How well can he? Did he have a hip replacement? He did. He had a hip replacement at nineteen years old. Nineteen years old. I'm having a labrum cut, arthroscopic surgery. It's not even a hip replacement, and I'm thirty nine years old, and I didn't even. It's not even a hip replacement. He might not be the same quarterback ever again, ever again. And I don't know how much better, uh, how good he was in college playing on that great Alabama Crimson Tide team. Sam says he has to be a colossal flop. No, for them to go in a dis- he's a colossal direction. flop already. He was pulled by Ryan. They pulled him for Ryan Fitzpatrick in the fourth quarter. How many times this year, this past year? Three times? That, that That's as bad as it gets. You were a top five pick, and you were picked before Justin Herbert, who, by the way, won the Rookie of the Year, who was by far the best rookie in that draft class. Mm -hmm. What does that tell you? That tells you one thing. They picked wrong. Oh, yeah. Again, there's still a level of concern that has to be there, Sam. I know he had, he had the injury. I know he it, it was. You could say it's kind of a mulligan year, but if he doesn't make a big jump because he didn't play well, really, if he doesn't make a big jump, there's going to be some concerns. Whether it's 
ends up being that year right away in the 2022 draft class, or it's saying, all right, maybe we have to be worried about re-signing him at the end of his rookie deal. Evan Silverberg says, how many teams throw in in the towel for a young quarterback drafted in the top five after one full season? It doesn't happen. Really? Hey, it's my brother. Real, really? My brother really? It doesn't happen. It doesn't yeah. happen. Now, first of all, this isn't his first season. <laughs> this isn't his first season. He's been in the league for how many seasons? Two well, years. This year, is his second year. He was second year. He first of all, he played how many games last year? He played six in games. Full, I think only six. He played yeah. six games. All right, six. And there's already people coming out saying that the the organization d- doesn't like Tua. Okay, there were players coming out saying that they didn't think he was the quarterback of the future of that organization. And he is going into the season where he is on a hot seat because honestly. I don't think he has the NFL body. I don't think he has the NFL game to be an NFL quarterback. And you're going to tell me right now, being that they're a Super Bowl, they're 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 a competitive. I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender, but they're a playoff contending team this year, and they're a good defensive team, and they have weapons now, and they added a weapon that he knows of, who he played with. Okay, you're going to sit here and tell me that if he doesn't play well this year, he's not going to lose his position. Rosen lost his position yep. in his first year. We can name a ton of quarterbacks. Go back in time. that After their first year, they were done. Look at Washington, too, with RG3. He played practically a year and a half. Then in 2015, Kirk Cousins became the starter. Not, not necessarily because of all. How long did it take David Carr uh, before he lost his job? I'm Two not years? sure. That was before my time. What about, even, too- what about even Dwayne Haskins? Dwayne, Dwayne, Dwayne Haskins. Haskins, yep. There are so many quarterbacks. And you want to know something? Tua, a lot of people think, was a bad pick. And, a bad pick. And Sam, again, going back to the modern trend, a lot of these teams now are quick fixes. Now, Jeff and Carl and whoever else bashing me for not admitting I was wrong. I was, I was bashing the Cardinals for doing it with Josh Rosen at the time, too, because I didn't think it was a thing. Now it's a trend. Now, now it's something that could happen pretty easily. It could happen with Tua as well because of the injury and because of the lack of development. So Look far. what the Jets did. They drafted Sam Donald three right. years ago. Mm-hmm. Three exactly. years ago, they're the first team in NFL history to draft a quarterback in the top three, actually top five, yep. in three, in almost three years. Three years. They're the first team to ever do that. Okay? So it can be done. And I'm telling you right now, if Tua has a bad season, it's a flop season, he will be fired. He will lose his job. They will look for a quarterback in the draft, which I think they have two first rounds next year, too. So I, yeah, I think the it's the Niners two. pick. Yep. Yep. So they have two first round draft picks next year. And if there's a quarterback available that they like, but best believe Tua will be off the board. Tua will be gone. All right. I, I don't think Tua is the quarterback of the future. Bad franchise made uh, made it a trend. Bad franchise continue to lose. Okay. And Miami is not a good franchise. They have never been a good franchise. The last time they were a good franchise was in the 70s. And even in the 80s when they went one time to a Super Bowl with Dan Marino, uh, Dan Marino was the reason why they got to the Super Bowl. It wasn't anybody else. Uh And they didn't go anywhere else with arguably the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. Okay? So, uh, again, I would be – and you say what franchise would do that? There's a lot of franchises would do it. And in in the game, it's become a trend. It's become a trend. And the Dolphins have also done different things than what their quote-unquote bad franchise. Miami had the reputation of going after veteran players and overpaying for players, and they were consistently never 
I guess never got awful except for the year they drafted the Jake Long number one overall, but they were always mediocre, six and Did 10. you read Sam? Sam says Darnold went because there, there was a quarterback change. The Jets did him dirty. They gave him uh, zilch to play with and protect him. Okay. So, uh, first of all, um, they, uh, um, Joe Douglas, when he went there, Joe Douglas did what he can to make that team better. He gave him Mackay Beckham. He gave him players that he could work with. He gave him Denzel Mims. How many times did he throw to Denzel Mims when, when he was in the game? How many times did he throw to him? Barely. Barely threw the ball to him. And how many times if it was proven last year in clips how f- open Denzel Mims was? Okay? Sam Donald couldn't figure out progression, seeing the progression. What makes you think Tua could? Okay, Tua goes to Alabama. He had all those weapons around. He never made it. He made his first progression, and that was it. When you have talent around you that good, you don't need uh, you don't need to make your second and third progressions. That's the difference. And and to me, I'm going to say it again. I don't trust in what I've seen so far in 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 Tua and his progressions and understanding the game and the speed of the game if he could be a good NFL quarterback. Yeah, and they want these guys to be good right away. So Absolutely. And we're, that's the, that's the trend now and that's why again the Cardinals with Josh Rosen, they replaced him with Kyler Murray because that was Cliff, King, Cliff Kingsbury's guy. They did it right away, and it's worked for them so far. They didn't Kyler. think Jaylen, They didn't think Rosen was ever going to be any good anyways. And again, he was going through very similar things as Tua, where he was being benched in certain games. He was struggling with interceptions. Now, granted, he like Sam Darnold, he didn't really have the situation either. He had a, a David Johnson that was always heard a bad offense. And he says the Jets so. hired Adam Gase. But by the way... Guess who said that he wanted Adam Gase to stay? Guess who said that Adam Gase has been good for his career? Oh, that was Sam Darnold. Oh, so great. And we heard that plenty of times. Plenty of times by Sam Darnold and his mouth. Okay? Now, I I like Sam, and I I wish nothing but the the, the best for Sam Darnold. But let's be honest. I, I, I can admit that the Jets didn't give him much. But they tried to do it at the end of everything. And Sam Darnold, even with the players that they added this year... Would Sam Donald be that much better? I, I don't know. He could, I don't know. He definitely could be better, Sam. But again, here's the thing. You, you have to factor in the situation that the Jets are in, too. Joe Douglas didn't draft Sam Donald. Uh, the, the coaching staff, uh, they had many different coaches in his time there between offensive coordinators. And he still had a lot of trouble. Evan is definitely a Miami Dolphin fan. He's my brother. Listen, I could say... what. Listen, I don't remember everything, Josh. And (laughs) he says, you're judging Tua coming off a rookie season. That was unusual due to the pandemic. His offseason was shortened. No rookie minicamp. Okay, so, Evan, you're going to tell me, if he goes into the season this year, and he, with the talent that they have over there, where everybody predicts that Miami could be the second best team in that division and could make, should make a wild card, you're going to tell me if they don't make a wild card and they win eight games this year, that is not a complete flop. Come on. After what they've done so far in Brian Flores' first two years, which I think is a great coach, Tua is a bust. And he's only going to prove it this year that he's a bust. He had the number one selling jersey last year. Why? Because he played for Alabama? Because he was Tua? Because he was the big name that was coming out of that draft? And you're gonna, I'm going to tell you right now, he's not even close to Justin Herbert. Nope. He's not even close. He didn't play close to Burrow last he, year he's either. He's not even close. Not even close, and to think to sit here and think that he is—it's a joke. And you're gonna you're gonna be sadly mistaken after the season is over because you're gonna be saying the same thing. 
Get uh, rid of him. Yeah, and again, we're not we're not saying that this, we're going to get rid of him now. They, they, they obviously that's not going to happen. The, the the team has a chance to, for him to say, all right, maybe we can he can progress, but he has to progress. He has to progress well. Read what uh, he said. Evan, Evan says that the team has to do better than win eight games, but Tua doesn't have to be a Pro Bowler for them to get no a wild card did. spot. We didn't say that. They borderline made the Pro Bowl last year. Uh, Sam says this is the second year the Dolphins are expected to compete, and they outplayed their potential last third year. year. Uh, third year. This so, is the third so year. They, yeah, so they essentially are ex- – uh, this is their first year with the expectations. Snug says, you know, Mark bought three-quarters three of the jerseys sold last year. He has another <laughs> barn behind his house. This is the third year that – the first year he played – Brian Flores put up uh, good numbers for a first-year coach, and he almost won uh, coach of the year. Uh, after that year, and to sit here and think, and Evan, I understand you're a Dolphin fan, and you are you're probably a Tua lover, okay? But you can't honestly sit here and tell me after being a top five pick, and yes, coming back from a major hip surgery, and with the acquisitions that they've made in the offseason, with the drafts that they've had in the last two years, you're you're going to tell me if they don't make the playoffs, Tua's gone. Tua's gone. They're not keeping him. Sam Sam says they had, but they had no talent his first year, which is fair. We're we're giving him the mulligan of the first year. We're saying if he doesn't do it this year, there could be some some concerns. If he if he gets benched in certain games by Brian Flores, there will be concerns. That's that's all we're saying. Again, I'm not as down on on two as a lot of people are, but in terms of his being him being benched, even with those offensive players, we've seen better quarterbacks make worse offensive players before. So there is concern. That's all. We're not saying he's terrible. We're saying there's concern. You don't think there's concern, Josh? This is your brother. You don't think there's concerns for Tua? No, I mean, look, I think there, of course, there's concerns with Tua, as I said, with the injury issues. You think he has bad. a bad season? He's done. Yes or no? I mean, look, if he doesn't yes or no, a yes or no, then, he, then I think they're going to look in another direction. I but do that's too. The thing. I'm, I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt no, Tua, to see what he does. Now that Fitzpatrick isn't there, it's his offense. Let's see how he progresses. And watch how, watch what they're going to do. Watch what they're going to do. If he starts the season the first three or four games, and he's going to be the full-fledged starter, if he doesn't produce, they will they, they will dump him like they did with Fitzpatrick last year. They'll give another quarterback. Who's the backup quarterback this year? Ooh, that is a good question. Who's the backup quarterback? If it's right, if sure. if it's if it's a decent veteran, they'll take him out. They'll pull him. And I I don't think Evan's saying I'm not a Tua lover. Time will tell. I'm just saying. Yeah, to be fair, he actually is not. He's not a big fan of Tua. No. Well, get ready because I think they'll be looking for a new quarterback. Jacoby Brissett is their backup quarterback. That's not bad. He's pretty capable. And they'll give the, they'll give the reins to Jacoby Brissett. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, because they cannot go into the season and and being that they're they're a contending playoff team and just completely lay up a dud. Jacoby Brissett did some good, won a lot of games and did some good things for the Colts and routes of their playoffs in twenty eighteen. And they lost so, some pieces this yeah. offseason. They did, but they their draft was as good as anybody's. Mm. Okay, and they added some good defensive pieces in the draft. Sam says it's not going to be easy for the Dolphins to get to the playoffs. Kansas City, Tennessee, Buffalo, Baltimore, Cleveland. Only room for one more. Can't count out Pittsburgh either. We're not saying it's not going to be hard, but they have a good enough team where that's the expectations. They were the first team out last year, and they got better, so they're not expected to get worse. If they get worse, there's a concern. That that's the only argument I have, and there, there were other teams. I mean, look at Baltimore. The, Lamar Jackson's this is a make or break mm-hmm. year for yep. contract for him. And you're, you're, and Sam, I know you. You're going to say this. Oh, how is it a make or break? This is a guy that's in three years. It's been it's three years now, mm-hmm. three years back to back playoffs, and he couldn't produce. If he doesn't produce, he's looking for a big time contract. 
If he doesn't produce this year, guess where he's going? They're not going to give him an extension. They're not going to give him $40 million a year. If you can't win the big game, why would you pay this guy? The MVP reputation is going to elevate his contract, too, which is going to make it harder if he, say, plays similar to this year, this past year, or is inconsistent like he was this year, where he was very good for the first, like, three games, then he died out in the middle of the season, then he started to play well again. If he's inconsistent like that, that's not something you're going to be trusting for $35, $40 million a year. Now, the Ravens, granted, they haven't been a great, quote-unquote, quarterback franchise, but still, they paying him that kind of money, that's the wave of the league now, and they're only going to go up from there. So it, it is concerning if he doesn't progress, especially in the playoffs, too. Even though they won a playoff game last year, he hasn't had a good playoff game yet, just because he had one big rushing touchdown. And by the way, two, two teams that I think could make the playoffs is Baltimore and Miami this mm-hmm. year. Yep. Those are two teams that I, I'm highly graded, but I don't trust Tua, and I don't trust Lamar Jackson in the big game. And, and by the way, Lamar Jackson isn't Joe Flacco. Okay, please. Joe Flacco was a was a great average, playoff. Was an average regular season quarterback, a phenomenal playoff quarterback. Lamar Jackson so far has been the opposite. Yeah, and, and you want a guy that's phenomenal in the playoffs, not such a uh-huh. great quarterback right. in, the, in the regular season. Right. Who cares about the regular season? It's all about winning the big game, and and that's all anybody gets. You say whatever you want, even Peyton Manning, greatest regular season quarterback. Right. But it, when it comes down, push comes to shove, who are you taking, Tom Brady or Peyton Manning? You're taking Tom Brady. And Sam, they, you. You say that uh, three straight playoff seasons, how do you get rid of somebody? It's all about winning games, get to the playoffs, so you have a chance, which is fair to an extent. But again, the, Errol's right. Lamar Jackson has not won playoff games, whereas Joe Flacco did right away. 2008, the Ravens went to the AFC Championship game as a sixth seed and lost to a loaded, loaded Steelers team. And he says, LOL, got to get, got to win the regular season to get into the playoffs. Oh, really? Because but they have enough talent. Too. We've seen we've seen teams barely get into the playoffs, aka the Seattle Seahawks at one year, and we've seen other teams make it barely squeaking into the playoffs. Now that there's 17 games, you can actually go into the playoffs with a losing record. Okay, and I, we've seen play we've seen teams make a playoff run. We've seen six six seeds. How many times have we seen wild card teams win a Super Bowl? Okay, the Steelers and the Packers recently, and Tampa just did it this year as a five seed. So it it happens. The Giants did it as a five seed and a four seed. Yeah, so it's definitely it's definitely possible. And Sam, the other thing to, too is with the Ravens' current talent, if they let go of Lamar Jackson, it's not like they're they're all of a sudden going to fall off and get and and start I don't know start somebody terrible at quarterback. They're going to they're going to get a quarterback. There's a lot of quarterbacks out there for the where they could get that kind of bargain. The Ravens have a ton of talents. Here, your brother said something. And you can answer the question. What did you think of Josh Allen's first season? Go ahead. What did you mediocre. think? I would say mediocre. It was I, good. They had some high points. And mediocre. Points. They made the playoffs. Mediocre. Not his first season. He had no, high points season. and he had low points. What did and he do in his saw, first season? Bring playoffs, up his numbers, Speedy, if you want to say not in the first season. No, they Bring were 6-10 his, his first season. What, did his, what was his numbers his first season? Go look up his numbers. No. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking of his second season when he went, went to the post against Houston, am I not? Yeah, that's his second season. That's not his first what season. What is his number, Speedy? Shut up and just look. Uh, we have 10 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, completion oh, percentage. Sanders. Completion percentage was 52.8, QBR 49.8, and mm-hmm. yards per game 172.8. Mm-hmm. His longest Terrible. pass was 70, 75 yards. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Not, was not, a great, not a great first season. They, they were 6-10. Six six and ten. Ten. When everyone thought they, they overperformed to an extent because everyone thought they were going to be the worst team in the league that year. But, yeah, those still aren't great. His second year, 20 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. So you're comparing Tua to Josh Allen? Is that what you're saying? That You, you think Tua is Josh Allen? <laughs> He's not. 
He's not. First of all, he don't have the arm and, and the strength of Josh Allen. He's not an accurate quarterback. I don't, I don't want to hear about what he did for Alabama. He, he, me and you could play quarterback for Alabama with the weapons he had and be as accurate. I could have thrown it over the, the, uh, a linebacker and, and these guys like Jalen Waddell and, and all the different players that he had to throw to. Okay, uh, the, Alabama always has a top flight a, a wide receiver out mm-hmm. there. Okay, And they had five of them. All right, so Josh Allen came to the NFL, and you want to compare his numbers? Who was he throwing to? <laughs> who was he throwing to? Yeah, who, who cares? Name any single other player on that Wyoming team. <laughs> All right, who was he throwing to? All right, now, now let, let's look at this year. Now, they have significant weapons now. They do. They added Jalen Waddell. They added some acquisitions this offseason. They have weapons. Now, he's got a chance to prove himself. If he doesn't, what happens? What happens? We're gonna we're gonna wait until next year. We're gonna wait till next year. Let every year go by when they're ready to win. Now they're ready to be a playoff team. Now Miami is a, a playoff driven team. Now you're gonna bring up the other teams. We don't know Cleveland's gonna be this year as a full season, seventeen games. We don't know where Tennessee's gonna be at a full season with the quarterback. Uh, I don't trust the quarterback, even with the the acquisitions they made in the off season. All these teams are what ifs, and don't bring up Pittsburgh because there's the, they're no. the biggest what if yeah. out of all of them. Exactly, I think they're gonna be dropping off big. Uh, Evan says, "I'm saying if you're so quick to write off rookie quarterbacks after one or two seasons, uh, you'd switch your quarterback every three years. Uh, that's what losing teams like the Jets do." Uh, replying to replying to somebody, Snug says the Jets do that. But again, you didn't used to be the trend. It's now a trend. First of all. The Jets are a much better team than they were last year. Adding Morgan Moses, and you, you've heard so many things to say, that peop, teams are going to know they're wanting to run the ball. Even when teams know that they're going to run the ball, they're still not going to be able to stop them. With two guys that are big, strong, and love to, people to run the ball behind them. Okay? It's 100%. Now, losing teams to do uh, – what, what do we say? 100% Basically, losing teams do that in terms of replacing their quarterback within three years. Which, again, it's a modern trend. We don't know. There's not a lot of teams that have done it so far. Okay, and Tua has been there for now. This will be his second second, season. He's entering his second season. Second season. So I I don't think Tua is going to – first of all, they're talking about getting rid of Tua this past year. They were talking about trading him. Okay? Yeah, when Deshaun Deshaun, Watson became available. And Deshaun Watson will probably become available next year. And what's going to happen then? What do you think they're going to do? Where did he want to go more than any of those teams? Either Broncos or – the Dolphins. Sam, you're asking who, what trend? Look at all the quarterbacks that have moved around and wanted out, whether they got what they wanted or not. Qu- quarterbacks become more available more than we've ever seen before. Matthew, we were just talking about Matthew Stafford with the Rams. He got traded this offseason. All these other quarterbacks, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, requesting trades. They want they, they're so powerful now. They have a lot of say. And the same thing with these younger quarterbacks. They want these younger quarterbacks to be good right away because of that, because it's just a quarterback league. The modern trend happens to be that now. And I, I'm not saying it's a good tr- trend or a bad trend either way, but it's the trend. A lot of these, there's so many quarter, so much quarterback talent. Who, who's the name? Name them and name the team. What is he talking about? Name I'm one. Not what really is he talking sure. about? Well, I think maybe he's referring to that one year. I mentioned the Cardinals and I mentioned Washington. Do we, do, with Josh, Mar- you have anything to say on this, or are you going to just sit there? No, I'm just listening to you guys. I'm listening to you guys bad and stuff like that. That's what I'm. No, doing. I, I, to me, I, I just listen. And Sam and both your brother are making points. But again, we're talking about Lamar. Two teams that have quarterbacks. It's a, that was what it was. Just, it was just a fight. I don't know if you if you knew because Sam's also a Ravens fan. So I, I know. know. I know he's a Ravens oh, okay, fan. Okay, that's what. 
I know he's a Ravens no, fan. Listen, I'm listening to you guys just banter back and forth in regards to the whole quarterback. And, 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 and here's the carousel. More than ever before. And, and here's the carousel. If your teams know right away if you're the quarterback of the future or not. <laughs> I, I, the Jets have made a decision. Did they think that he was that Sam was going to be the quarterback of the future for that organization? And the answer was no. Okay, Sam, let me ask you a question. L- let's, let's look at the Chiefs. Did the, did the, Hold on one second. Can I just say something? Got it, got it. Mark Sanchez, how long was he with Jet? How long was he with Jet? Four years? Five years, I believe. Five years. What, what did they do? They drafted Geno Smith. This is a guy that went to one four four away games, which is one only one or two players have ever done that. Flacco yeah, Joe Flacco and somebody else. Somebody else. Yeah. Okay, and he took that team to two AFC title games. What happened to San, Mark Sanchez? Is he still playing the league at thirty two years old? No. Nope. The He's answer is no. Nope. He's on TV. He's not college, even playing college in the football. He's not even playing in the league anymore. Okay, that's what it tells you. It, it, you could do – it's what you – what have you done for me lately, okay? And if if Tua doesn't prove himself this year, I absolutely believe they're going to move away from him because there are two quarterbacks, that Oklahoma kid that I can't stand, <laughs> who's yep. coming out of draft next year that a lot of people think could be an NFL quarterback. There will be other quarterbacks that we're going to see this year that are going to show up out of nowhere and become good quarterbacks, just like guess who? Zach Wilson, Mm -hmm. who some people say is by far the best quarterback in this class. Sam, going back to your other point of what are bad quarterbacks franchises, eventually, sometimes, a, a lot of times, those trends start to to go. At that point, the Chiefs, I brought up. Uh, before Errol was speaking, Patrick Mahomes sat on the bench and behind Alex Smith. Now, granted, they were already a pretty good team, but still, they were always a bad quarterback franchise. And before before Andy Reid came in, they were a pretty dysfunctional franchise for uh, for quite a while. I think they had one playoff year in eight years before that. So they were pretty dysfunctional. They were always bad with quarterbacks. And Patrick Mahomes became one of the best, if not the best quarterback in the league. So just because something doesn't happen in one year automatically doesn't mean it's automatically not going to happen. doesn't mean it automatically can't happen. So to, you, you can judge a quarterback in that sense because of that. How about the Rams? What did the Rams do with Jared Goff? Mm-hmm. This is the guy that brought, this is the guy that took you all the way to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And they traded him and they traded oh, him well, away. Well, there's, there's just no, lo- there's no loyalty either. Right. That's nope. the thing. Like, that's the thing I always tell fans, no matter what, I always tell you know it's funny. The one person I always tell this to is, is friends of mine who are so loyal to like their favorite players and stuff like that. No matter what the sport is, I say, listen, it's a cut, it's a cutthroat business. When it's time to cut the core on a player, I know you that person's been, you know, on that team for X amount of years. You have their jersey, they're your favorite player, so on and so forth. But I'm all about starting fresh and moving on. That's why I don't, I, I you know, I, I don't get so complacent with certain players. Like I just don't. I've learned not to do that anymore. It's to me, I'm harsh when it comes to certain guys. Like that's just the reality of the situation. Snug so. says, "Snug says Josh is getting hungry and looking to sneak out for a sandwich." No, no, no. I've just been up since five thirty. Snug morning. says, "Geno Smith was awesome. Getting his jaw broke over a little bunny." Sam says, "Zach Wilson hasn't played it down. He's nothing until he proves." We it. never said that he did. And Goff, Goff was there for five years. That's different. You're talking about moving really a guy it's different. After six what, what's games the what, twenty games? What are you talking about? What's different? What's different about Jared Goff? What, what, what's different about it? First of all, he was there. He he was a starting quarterback for four years. Okay, right. Four years. All right. What is different about Jared Goff? Jared Goff took that team to a Super Bowl two years ago. He was one play away from winning a Super Bowl. What what what's different about that? I don't understand what you're talking about. And again, what has Lamar Jackson done <laughs> since he's been with Baltimore? Right. How many cha- how many games has he won in the playoffs? Uh, I'm sorry, he's one in three, and he's he's had how many times he's been sacked? Nineteen times in the playoffs. Oh yeah, he's been great. 
Three touchdowns to, uh, what was it, seven or six uh, interceptions uh, in, in four games. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And should have been better. Bet you Jared Goff's numbers are way better than yeah. uh, Lamar Jackson. And should have been benched at the halftime of the first game that he played against the Chargers. And the Ravens themselves played well in the second half. Now, no thanks to Lamar Jackson. Maybe he could have won that game. So. And by the way, you say he regressed. Okay, go bring up his numbers. Go bring up Jared Goff's numbers. He, he, you say he regressed. I guarantee you he hasn't regressed. I, they, now, as far as winning a championship, he's regressed. They didn't think he was any good. Uh, so let's just look at his numbers. I have his numbers up right now. All right. All right, so 2017, which was the first year under McVay, mm-hmm. had 28 touchdowns to seven interceptions, averaged 253.6 yards a game, mm-hmm. total of 3,804 yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was also, remember, Todd Gurley was nearly yeah. an MVP that year, so he didn't throw as many yards. Yeah. 2018, 4688 yards. He had 32 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, averaged 293 yards a game, mm-hmm. and completed 64.9%. 2019, that was probably when people were concerned about him. 22 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. And he threw over 4,000 yards. Still so threw 4,638 yards. So, yeah, maybe there was a little bit, but 2018 was still very good where it's hard, tough to match. And then last year, 20 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. In, in 15 games. In 15 games, 39-52 yards. He would have broke 4,000 yards again last year if he played that played the 16 games. Right. So, so those aren't regression numbers. I remember Cooper those Cup was are, out half the year. Those too. are pretty good numbers for a guy that uh, his interception completion percentage to everything. He threw 20 touchdowns to 13 interceptions. Um, I'm sorry. I don't think he regressed. Matter of fact, his quarterback rating went up last year from 90. Uh, his quarterback – no, I'm sorry, 58.5, which is the, his second highest of his career. Right, even better than 27. Yeah, so – I don't know how he regressed. What made him regress? I I, I don't understand what you're and to, about. And to the point where Jared Goff was never uh, an elite quarterback or a top ten quarterback or anything like that. No one but, said that he was uh, right. But I, I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking maybe Sam thought he was at the time and then fell off badly. He didn't fall off badly. He regressed a little in 2019. Okay, but that's not it's not too bad. I remember last year Cooper Cup was out half the year, so he was throwing to Robert Woods and Josh Reynolds, and again their running backs weren't really much of pass catching options. So he really didn't have much to work with last. Last year, if you want to say he regressed, he a didn't win. He okay, he didn't win. Okay, so let's see what Matthew Stafford does with the weapons that they have this year, and let's see if he wins. Because if he doesn't, uh, it's going to go back to Sean McVay, his offense, and how it felt. Nobody in that offense. Everybody says that Kyle Shanahan and all that offense. Tell me from the Kyle Shanahan tree how many play, how many coaches have won a championship? How many coaches have gone to a Super Bowl besides Kyle Shanahan and McVay? And, and by the way, both those guys come from that tree. How many of them won? Tick, tock, tick, yep. tock. Zilch. None. And uh, until they win, I don't want to hear it. Because these gurus of coaches, or oh, the mastermind offensive gurus, we all know in the playoffs, offense means nothing. It's all about defense. Defense wins championship. Why did... Guess who last year won a championship in the NFL? Tampa. Mm-hmm. Why did they win? Defense being phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Number one against the run, top mm-hmm. top against the pass. Carlton Davis emerging as one of the best corners in the league and shut down a lot of top receivers in that playoffs. Yeah, there was a lot of it was their defense, a huge part. Um, pass Ky- rush, Kyle Shanahan yeah. is the man, sincerely. The, the Patriots, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, again, we're not again we're not saying that he's a, a terrible coach, but again, he still has something. And by to the prove. way, Sam, we never said that you thought it was a, it was a smart move by the Rams. Nobody said that you did. 
I'm just trying to bring up quarterbacks that should have never been uh, traded away. What I'm trying to say, it's become a trend. Don't you get it? It is a trend, and it's never going to stop. There are going to be coaches. When when Miami has two first-round draft picks next year, you're not going to tell me that if if Tua doesn't it doesn't shut up everybody and everybody next year, you don't think they're going to draft a quarterback? Boy, oh boy, you're you're lost. Sam, you're saying that we gave Tua and Lamar a pass for the for the lack of weapons that they have. We know we we did give him that kind of pass, but Lamar has enough of a sample size where even with those weapons and the other talent, he still has to win playoff games, and he's been a big big problem of why they haven't won playoff games. If they were losing playoff games, say forty two to thirty five, and he played well, okay, that's different. He they're they're losing all these low scoring games. They lost seventeen to three to the Bills. They lost twenty eight to ten or something to the Titans. That's that's not the defense's fault. Okay, so you're saying um, I haven't brought up another team from a trend. We we mentioned the Cardinals. Speedy, you want to bring Washington? I said Washington earlier. RG three played a year and a half. Haskins got hurt, and Kirk Cousins in 2015 became the starting quarterback. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of teams right now. that's off the head that I could just think of. We just named two. Uh, I'm sure there are other teams right now. The Jets uh, with their quarterback. They, they had Sam Donald, and I want to hear that the Chats did them dirty. Three years, they get rid of Sam Donald. Okay, that's three teams. Do we want to go on for more? Do we want to mention more teams? I mean, if we really go back in the last five or six years, we could pick teams. We could go through the teams that have given up on quarterbacks really fast. Mm-hmm. All right? And how many quarterbacks want out now? That's a problem. They have the power now, and the organizations are going to give them to. Yes, Sam, I know RG3 got injured, but he still he still didn't play. Yeah, it was nine years ago. Yeah, they were essentially a trendsetter in a sense. Kirk Cousins was not supposed to start in 2015. Nobody expected him to. Sam, you could go back in time and say whatever you want. I mean, look at Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez was there for four years. He put, took the Jets to two AFC title games, and, and, four, and he was gone from the Jets after they brought Geno Smith in. They gave up on him. One, two, three. Right away, they gave up on him. They gave up him in the prime of his – at 25 years old, they gave up on Mark Sanchez. What does that tell you? So Evan says, you're naming teams that made coaching changes after they brought in the quarterback. When a front office and a coach are tied to a quarterback, they get a longer leash. Maybe to a sense, but again, Tua had some concerns with his first year. They were going to get rid of him this year. They were talking about releasing him or, or trading him this year. What are you talking about, Evan? They were talking about in the draft they were going to trade him. Now all of a sudden they they're going to get they kept him for one reason and one reason only because they were the one guy that they wanted and and, and he was drafted second. And and I'm telling you right now if Zach Wilson was sitting there anywhere close to what they would have traded to him. I'm telling you they would have. And again, the other thing was they were also the favorites for Deshaun Watson for a while too. That's another his, guy that we before were before his whole court case. And his that was issues. another guy that they were definitely yep. Deshaun Watson would be a Miami Dolphin right now. Yep. He would That's be a Miami right. Dolphin right now if none of that stuff happened. Guarantee yep. it. All right, Sam says it's a called a bad franchise carousel. Washington, Arizona, Detroit, Houston Jets keep going. Okay, we're not saying it works every time, Sam, but that is the modern trend. What is going to be the next bad franchise? Is it going to be the Seahawks if they tried Russell Wilson? The Seahawks have been pretty stable before the last two years, and all of a sudden they're going to be a bad franchise? Same thing with the Packers. I mean, they were pretty stable until the last maybe four or five years with Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre and guys like that. They were pretty stable. Are you going to say all of a sudden these are going to be the worst teams in the league? 
it can happen. It can change. The it Brown, doesn't bother. The Browns were the, last, the worst team for a while. Now they're good. It doesn't bother you. I have the Browns are another team. Let's, let's, let's look how many quarterbacks they've had in right. last five years. Yeah. Six they, years. They had Brandon Weed and then uh, the first round pick in 2012. Oh, two, years oh, draft, two years later, they draft. Two years later, they draft Johnny Manziel. It There's happens. another team. Yeah. There's another team that's had like three quarterbacks. The quarterback graveyard. In, in seven years. Yeah, right. Okay. A number, first round draft picks. Mm-hmm. How about the Denver Broncos with Tim Tebow? What about what about that two years? They get rid of him. And they got Pax and Lynch. That's right. right. <laughs> I, I mean, th- those are other teams. Come on. Yeah, so so the Broncos make the playoffs, Sam, with Tim Tebow. They make the playoffs. He wins a playoff game, and a year later they get Peyton Manning. Uh, so you're going to say that Tim Tebow got a raw deal because of that, and the Broncos shouldn't have pursued Peyton Manning? Yeah, okay. This has been a trend <laughs> for the last 10 years. This has been going on. Quarterbacks are easily easy to change right now. And you're seeing it right now, right at your – it's getting worse now because you're drafting quarterbacks in the first round. If they're the first first year and a half, they get rid of them and, and decide to part ways with them. They don't think they're the future, and you get you lost the first-round draft pick. I, I, this is not a lie. This isn't th- – the reason why the Jets won on this with Sam Darnold is they got two first rounds for, for Adams. Right. That's the only reason why they did this. The only reason why. Or say they had one first-round draft pick this year, Sam Darnold would still be a Jet. Uh, ben says Packers with back-to-back Hall of Fame quarterbacks and only one Super Bowl traded Favre away because of him fighting, infighting with management, now infighting with Rodgers, and he wants out. There's no Oh, they loyalty. knew Tebow was never the guy? Okay. Really, he's the one who beat Pittsburgh and took him into the second yeah, round. really, and they, they took him, they traded up to get him. So they, 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 had, they, saw, they saw something they liked in Tebow, whether it was Josh McDaniels, whether it was the front office, they saw something they liked in Tebow. Ben, going back to your comment. Why is there always an excuse when we bring up a team, you guys are making excuses for them? We gave you four, five teams in the last 10 years, five out of 32 teams, five, and there's more. Five and how many quarter? I'm gonna, how, how about this? The Jacksonville Jaguars. Let's go look at that franchise. Let's look. How, let's look how many first round draft picks and quarterbacks oh, they've had in the last Blaine three Gabbard. years. Blaine Gabbard I mean, in, in the 20... last ten, uh, ten years. Blaine Gabbard even, tw- even before Josh Allen, you even had EJ Manuel. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then even in, in Minnesota, you had uh, before Kirk Cousins. You had what's the name? They got the kid from um, his wife, Christian Ponder. For, um, yeah, Christian Ponder. Thank you. Oh, yeah. that, that draft was terrible. That draft pick was terrible. The 2013 draft was just terrible. Even Chicago, Chicago still having uh, quarterback right. carousels. No, so it happens. It happens after two or three years. A lot of the time, yeah. Look at Mitchell Trubisky. How long was he? Was yeah. how long did he have his reign over there? <laughs> Give me a break. Two years. Two years. He had a full two years, and then they got rid of him after they brought Nick Foles in. Yeah, great. Unbelievable. Ben, going back to your comment with the Packers, yes, they are bad for a contending type team with, with now he says talent. you keep mentioning bad organization. There's only seven good organizations in the NFL. Uh, everybody knows that. Seven of them. And That's a lot it. of them have changed quickly. That's what you guys are not getting. We were just talking about Miami, Buffalo, and Cleveland all being dysfunctional for a long time. Now they're good. And now other teams are going to turn into that boat. Seattle was steady for a while. is now turning kind of dysfunctional. It happens. The Giants, after they got rid of Coughlin and all that stuff, they become dysfunctional. It happens. If you have a winning organization, your quarterback is playing for 12, 14 years. How many quarterbacks in a league have played 12, 14 years that are in the league today? Please go go up and down the rosters that are still starting quarterbacks in the league. I'm going to tell you, maybe a handful. Maybe mm-hmm. a handful. Okay? That tells you how the league is. 
That's all we're saying. Evan and Sam, you can make all the excuses. We gave you 17, eight teams in the NFL in the last 10 years that have had multiple quarterbacks in the first round. And where are they now? They're not even playing in the league anymore. They're backup quarterbacks or they're playing the CFL. And we're not saying it's going to work every time either. There could be an instance where a guy gets rebirthed somewhere else and the team that drafted him is kicking themselves. It could happen. It could happen with Tua. Maybe Tua's bad in Miami and he goes somewhere else. He's fine. stinks. But... We're not saying that there should not be concern for Tua after one year of him getting benched. I will still give him the benefit of the doubt. Josh said he'd give him the benefit of the doubt. That doesn't mean he can't still only take a small progression in the second year, and all of a sudden Deshaun Watson wins his court case and and he becomes available because he wants out of Houston, and you could get him for a fourth-round pick. You're not going to do that. You're going to take this to the bank. Tua is going to stink this year. He is going to stink. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to laugh when I said I told you so. Because I don't think he's any good. I don't think he's a good I – I think he's highly overrated. I don't care what anybody's saying about the Jets, the Miami Dolphins camp, or any of the camps that we've heard to it. All I know is this guy had hip replacement surgery at the, 19 years old. 19 years old, he had hip replacement. And by the way, his throwing side. Do you know what that does? You know how much pressure on his landing foot you know how much pressure that is on throwing the ball and, and getting that strong again as a 19-year-old? Good luck. Good luck. It's not the same thing that's coming from your waist when you're throwing from your waist. And he throws the ball. He throws the ball low. He doesn't put the ball up high. He keeps the ball low. Evan says, now you're putting words in my mouth. When did anybody say he's going to be great? Uh, I didn't say anything. Again, we, I'm not putting words in your mouth anyway. Evan, I don't we're saying he want, you want to see him make a progression. I think we were talking Evan, about – Evan, I don't know what you're saying. We were talking about Josh Allen's second season. He had 20 touchdowns, nine interceptions. I think that's a safe expectation for Tua. We're not saying Tua should throw 35 touchdowns. Josh, and, this is your brother. Did I ever say – did I ever say anything that he's saying that I said? No, that you said he was going to be – what? That no. You said he was going to be great. I didn't hear you say that. No. Putting words in your mouth. I'm not putting any words in your mouth. I'm just telling you Tua's a bust. And they know he's a bust, but they're not going to give up on him because they want to give him a full year to prove that he's a bust. And then they're going to decide to move on from Tua. And then you're going to draft another quarterback or they're going to go after Deshaun Watson. You best believe if Deshaun Watson, everything goes through and he is not guilty or teams are going to, he doesn't play this whole year. Best believe they make a trade for Deshaun Watson next year in the offseason. They don't believe in Tua. They never did. And Evan, as as a Dol- uh, as a Dolphin fan, you should know how good of a GM Chris Greer has been for them. He if he sees that that Tua isn't working out for them, because that wasn't really I don't know if that was really his guy as much as it was the ownership initially saying all the t- all the tank for Tua stuff too. If Deshaun Watson, like Errol was saying, wins his court case and he becomes available, you might be able to get him for like a third round pick, fourth round pick from the Texans because he already wants out. And arguably the best quarterback in all of the NFL, mm-hmm. and I think he is. I've been saying that. Over and over again, I think Deshaun Watson with the players that he had and, and all the deficiencies that Texan team is. Go look at his numbers. Has right. anybody did anybody have better numbers besides Aaron Rodgers last year with the deficiencies that he had? Right. And the answer is no. And Deshaun Watson is that good. And yes, if I think Miami can have a chance to get him, they will absolutely give up on Tua with a blink of an eye. They wouldn't even think twice. Josh, you agree with me? I do. <laughs> no, I would. I mean, it's a no-brainer, right? I mean, mm-hmm. if if Watson becomes available, you have to do it if you're Miami now. If they, and if they do that, 
I think you put them in the conversation as one of the top teams in the league easily because that's how much of a difference maker he would be for Miami that already has a good defense, has some playmakers on their offensive side of the football. You had Deshaun Watson, who's a bonafide top five quarterback in this league. Get into the conversation then. Okay, Sam. Watson can't win big games. I'm going to tell you Played the same one thing. Game. I'm going to say the same thing up. I said about Stafford. Hold on one second. He can't win big games. Uh, uh, how many national championships did he win? No, no. How many times has he been to a national championship? How? Wh- go look at his numbers in the national championship game. I mean, I, I, you're talking about some of the best of all time. Okay. All right. He can't win a big game. Yeah. Give me okay. a break. Let's 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 look. And at Lamar the- Jackson can okay. give me a break. Yeah. The one bad game he had was his first one against the Colts. All right, he struggled in that one. Okay, fine. He beat, he beat the Bills in a comeback against a very impressive defense that year. They were down 16-0 at halftime. They came back, he came back, forced overtime, and won in overtime against a very good Bills defense. And then lost the next week to the Chiefs, who, Evan, by the way, won the Super Bowl. By the Bowl. way, Evan says Miami is not going to go after a quarterback in next year's draft. Evan, you want to make a bet? You want to make a bet with two first-round draft picks? I'll make a bet with you. Let's bet 100 bucks. I'll bet you 100 bucks. I'll bet you $100 that if it's not Deshaun Watson on the Miami Dolphins in a trade, I bet you $100 bucks they make a trade and they, they, they draft a quarterback in the first round next year. I'll bet you $100. Again, if even if it's not a draftee quarterback, it could be a veteran quarterback. It's one or the other, Deshaun Watson or a quarterback. It, could be, yeah. it will not be Tua. It could become it will that not very be easily. Uh, Sam says, NFL, bud, we're going back to college now, LOL. Okay, Sam, yes, that matters to an extent. But also, again, look at the other playoff games. Outside of the Colts game, you're going to say no quarterback can have a bad playoff game. They He came back and beat the Bills, and the next game against the Chiefs, the, the, the Texans allowed 59 points. Are you going to blame that all on Deshaun Watson? Yeah, okay. One and two in the playoffs. Okay, one and two. I bet she has better numbers than Lamar Jackson definitely has better numbers than Lamar Jackson. In the three games that he played. I mean, give me a break. Everybody has better numbers than Lamar Jackson in the playoffs. I mean, I mean, Rex Grossman has better numbers than Lamar Jackson in the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, teams figured him out in the playoffs. They don't play like that in a regular season against them. And then they put a spy safety or a spy linebacker that can run. And they kill him. They absolutely destroy him in the playoffs. Teams have figured out. You know who designed it? You know who figured him out? Bill Belichick. That's the one. That's who figured him out. So that that's I'm just telling you the truth. And and facts are right. facts. Sam says, but you won't blame the Ravens defense against Tennessee. Got it. We're not saying they didn't struggle, but that's one game. The the Ravens defense did not struggle against the Bills this year. They allowed ten points. That's not bad against uh, Josh Allen, who a lot of Sam, people thought was an MVP. Sam, candidate. you think Watson's better? You think uh, Lamar Jackson's better than Watson? Oh my God! If he says that, he's nuts. Sam, you you honestly think that Deshaun Watson isn't better than Lamar Jackson? Come on, I I, I want to know your opinion on this because because if you do say that, boy oh boy, you've got your head so far up your ass, oh you need to grow up. Because and I, I don't even know Lamar didn't he play for a half the third and the fourth quarter in oh. which playoff game Sam you're not he should have been benched in the third and fourth quarter in the first game against the Chargers where they were shot out of halftime and they looked awful this the game against the Titans he played the whole game the game against Buffalo last or the game against the Titans this year he played the whole game and the Ravens so. The, outside of the one game they won against the Titans, which he didn't play well, he had one nice rushing touchdown. He was he played some short passes. Okay, he didn't play god awful, but he still didn't play great, and he was no, god awful at all those other ones. No, Watson is a better overall quarterback. How much better? 
<laughs> from a scale one to ten. Yeah, I'm curious where you rank Watson and Lamar Jackson. I'm talking either you're overrating Watson or overrating Jackson or underrating Watson. Uh, Watson to me, Watson it, it, overall talent in in the league. I think he's the best quarterback in the league. I it, overall what we've seen, what Deshaun Watson has done. Did did anybody watch Deshaun Watson last year with that Texan team? I mean. That team was horrible with injuries. They had nobody protecting him. Nothing. He had nothing. And he threw, what was he, fourth in the league in quarter touchdowns to less interceptions. Most passing yards. Most passing yards. I mean, come on. His best two wide receivers were gone. Right. Okay? They traded him away. One was hurt, and the other one was traded. Okay? (laughs) You're trusting Brandon Cooks as as your number one receiver who – Let's be real. He is a stick who is a product of Hall of Fame quarterbacks and Sean McVay. How do you accept? <laughs> he says you got to win. Watson hasn't proven anything. Really? He hasn't proven anything? Um, you put If you put Deshaun Watson on the Buccaneers, do they win a Super Bowl last year? Yes. I believe they do. You put him on Kansas City. Do they, do, are they a yes. Super Bowl contender? Yes. I believe they are. Okay? You put Watson on any one of the – now, you put Lamar Jackson – on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, they, God. Are they a Super Bowl contender? <laughs> no. Okay. Any one of the teams that I just mentioned, are they a Super Bowl contender? Probably not. Okay. How about you, Josh? Deshaun Watson. You put him on any one of the teams that I mentioned, are they a Super Bowl contender? Yes. Any, you put Lamar Jackson on any of those teams, are they a Super Bowl no. contender? They're not even close. That just tells you the difference between both players. A lot of people were saying the Ravens had the best roster overall in the league, and yet they still couldn't win playoff games. Some of it's mental. Okay. I picked the Ravens to win the Super Bowl last year. I picked them to win the Super Bowl. Boy, was I stupid. Yeah. So the talent is there. Granted, some of it's mental. They've had a lot of late game crumbles, too. But Lamar Jackson's a big part Lamar Jackson did not have the best... uh, Watson did not have the best wide receiver. This is gonna, this is this is, this is going to be a never ending conversation if this keeps going. No, it's not an end. It, it, to me, no, I, I, I think this could, could this could continue tomorrow. No, nah, well, I'm not. I'm not really getting <laughs> caught up into this conversation. I'm just, I'm just trying to say one thing, and, and and this is the end of this conversation. And we we will go. We'll finish. We got a lot to talk about tomorrow. As uh, as we, I move feel forward. like this is just going to continue. No, tomorrow. it's not. And you want to know? They make quality points, but the the points are. No, they do. I they were at my bachelor party. They did. They they do. They know football. They, they they make quality points. Here's the problem: your points with both your teams. Both of your teams have quarterbacks that, let's be honest, are not playoff driven quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson will never win with the the uh, the Baltimore Ravens. He'll never win. And if he does, it's not going to be because of him. It's they're never going to win. I'm telling you, the Ravens will not win the Super Bowl. I will. I not don't think be so stupid. either. I, mean, I, I will not be stupid enough to pick the Ravens again this year. I won't. I they, he, they're they're not. And as far as Tua's concerned, I think Tua's a bust. And Jeff said it best. His game does not fit the NFL style of game. He doesn't. His throwing motion, everything. It doesn't fit the game. Uh, he could be, but matter of fact, Jeff compares Tua's throwing motion to Tim Tebow. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does that does that make sense to you? Uh, and uh, uh, wait a second. Uh, and, and then your brother says, "Right." And Zach Wilson's the right guy. I never said that. We didn't say anything about Zach Wilson. He is an unknown. <laughs> I never said Zach Wilson. I never said. First of all, everybody knows that I wanted Justin Fields. Everybody knows I wanted Justin Fields. Only at the before the draft did I really look at it and say that I think predominantly Jack Wilson is the best quarterback in this class. What does that say? It doesn't say much. Right. And it doesn't say anything about winning or losing. You could have great numbers and still not win. You could have 
great playoff success and your defense lets you down or something like that. It's not going to be the entire merit of a quarterback. And also you, you have to somewhat evolve from how you, how you like him as a prospect. I mentioned earlier, I I'll admit I was wrong, Carl and Jeff and everyone else who bashed me for it. I love Josh Rosen at the time. I was giving him all the chances. Kyler Murray became great in three games. I said, Nope, they made the right decision. It happens. You have to evolve your decision-making and Lamar Jackson, you have to evolve with that kind of thing. Yes. He's winning games, but the Ravens are really talented. You have to see that. It is so, it's so, easy to argue this and and that's why Josh was sitting back today and tomorrow I'm going to let Josh talk more tomorrow because Josh- oh how wonderful listen I will tell you this I did a lot of talking tonight it was towards the end when they get like so the thing is this I know football to a certain perspective you know me baseball and hockey are like my forte football to me there's times when I do get lost with it there's times when I try to get you know I try to divulge on it more but when you guys get deep in the conversation, I just let it fly, let it ride, man. That's it. It's not about you know. It's talking more, talking less. It's, I mean, I've lost somebody up since five thirty this morning. But it's not about talking more, talking less. It's you guys. I've been, up, I've been up since four thirty. I, I talk to my brother all the time, so I know this conversation. Listen, and your brother, if your brother wants to talk about it, you can call the show tomorrow. If he's if he's got if he want to make his if he wants to make his points. Tomorrow would be heard. Then call up and, you, and argue. You don't need you don't need me to talk anymore because you you guys always say I never shut up. So there's no. No, I just <laughs> I'd like to hear your brother live. I want I want to hear your brother argue his points. But uh, a lot of by the way, he says it's the first week of July. Give us some baseball talk. We'll talk about that tomorrow. We were going to get yeah, some baseball talk, right. and we got the best on that one. You, yeah, I'm, uh, well, you, you guys drove it on with the with the with. Tua and Lamar Jackson and everything else. It's with the very trend. interesting. So we we, we continued more with football today. I, I will tell you this: that that argument, those arguments were very valid, yeah. very good arguments, and and very back and very good back and forth banter. They know football really. They, like Sam specific. Sam knows football really. Like my brother does too. But like Sam, well, Sam is also he has like season tickets to the Ravens, so Sam's like a kind of show uh, with football with that. That's fine, so. and that's good. That's good that they're fans like that and. Happy to have them listening to the show. And, yeah, that's uh, the important thing. See what I mean? I get more listeners. Yeah. That's cool and listen, I, I think they make valid points. But their points are, in the trenches, in the big game, do you trust Lamar Jackson or do you, even Tua? Even though Tua hasn't proved anything yet, do you trust that Tua is going to be a, the, Do you I'm, believe I'm that Tua – do you believe Tua is the future quarterback of that organization? Let's get baseball talk. It's 100 degrees outside. I don't want to be thinking about snow in December. Mm. Come on. Josh, do you for uh, finishing uh, thoughts? Tua is he the future quarterback of that team? Yes or no? No, absolutely not. Speedy? I think he gets hurt again, and the problem with him is I just don't think they have enough of a leash. I think Flores is going to pull it quick. Um, they got Jacoby Brissett there. If they're close in it again and he's not playing well, they're going to pull him again. I think they're going to look at a new guy, uh, maybe the Oklahoma kid mm-hmm. or whoever else there is. Cincinnati's got a nice one too. Ritter, I like too. So. Speedy, how about you? What do you think? Do you uh, think Tua's, uh... It depends on Deshaun Watson. I think. Yes or no? Do you think he's he, a future quarterback of the team? Say, yes or no? Speedy, just say yes or yes no. Or no. Most likely no. Okay. All right. There you go. That's all I asked you. Yes or no? The arrow. I did it for you tonight. I yelled at him now. And I not, never yelled at him. And, and I'll say that. No, he is not, and he never will be. And I love Speedy, and I never yell at him. But damn it, Speedy, it's almost midnight. Yes or no? At this point. <laughs> it's a no. It three no's, okay? And you might think it in your It's like American uh, Idol. No, no, no. We will get into baseball. We will get into baseball in the beginning of the show. By the way, congratulations to the Tampa Bay Lightning for winning their second Stanley Cup in a row. 
Hopefully the NHL figures something out with that uh, whole salary. They never stuff. will, so there's no even- $18 million over the cap. It's, it's ridiculous. That shouldn't be going on. But uh, anyways, uh, we will be back tomorrow. Uh, Three-hour show. Um, working on trying to fit in uh, a guest. Um, so I'll let you and guys it's know. you guys next week without me uh, next week. Yeah. Evan, I'm not a Jets fan, week. by the way. Just so you know. I'm a Giants fan. Not a He's fan. not a Jet fan. And uh, I'm a realist Jet fan. If you listen to my show and you'll listen to I have to no faith in the New York Jets doing anything correct so, anymore, so that's me. So all I'm saying <laughs> all I'm saying is that offensive line is gonna be the best offensive line in that division if it stays healthy. That's all I said about the Jets this year. If it stays healthy. That doesn't mean that Zach Wilson's gonna have a good year. So, I mean, they're gonna run the ball a lot more than they're throwing the ball. That's for mm-hmm. damn sure. Anyways, that's it for our show. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow at 9 p.m. Remember, you can listen to our show every single uh, Wednesdays and Thursdays at 9 p.m. Also, listen to the Weekend Crunch on 103.9 every single Saturday at 7 p.m. If you you can't here in Long Island, if you're not within a 65, 70-mile radius, uh, you can download the um, iHeartRadio app. And find us, LI News Radio. You can listen to the show live at 7 p.m. It's a great show. Uh, all three of us are on it. It's interesting. There's a lot of arguing. A lot of New York sports on it. So if you're a New York fan, uh, it's definitely something that you guys would definitely listen to. Uh, this clown show still rolling on. Jeez. Yeah, it's a clown show. That's because that's because your ass is not calling it. That <laughs> would be a really clown show. It'd be it like Jeff? Yeah, Jeff. His stupid shit. Oh, God. No. He's such an idiot. Not you know? tonight. Yeah. Not tonight. Call the show if you have something to say, buddy. Anyways, um, again, we'll be back tomorrow. Until then, this is Errol Mark, Speedy Petey, and Josh saying good night. We'll talk to you then. Good night, everybody. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.